Donald Trump has referred to Antifa in Portland as a beehive of terrorists and is threatening to deploy the National Guard if the riots don't stop. And the crazy thing about it is they've already negotiated some kind of preliminary ceasefire, which apparently isn't working. They, they still rioted last night. And I guess Trump today was like, nah, you know what? If they're not going to if they're not going to deal with this, I'm going to deal with this. Ooh, and apparently he's going to deal with this. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I know a lot of people out there are okay with it too. Yeah. A beehive of terrorists. Yeah. He's not he's not sparing any language. So so we got this story <laughs> and there's there's actually a really interesting it's pretty accurate. perspective here. See, it was widely reported what's today? Thursday, right? Yeah. It, is. it was widely reported yesterday that the feds were gonna leave by today. And it was it was it was like a big victory for the left. The Democrats were like, "We did it, we won." But then DHS was like, "No, you didn't. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. You get your police out, like we've been asking for, the, you know, for, since the get go. And once we feel like everything's being t- being taken care of, we'll get out of here." Something interesting happened. The large crowds, the thousands, apparently didn't show up. <laughs> Why not? The st- but they announced the state police were being deployed. Yeah. So I got I got a problem with this. If they announce they're deploying more cops and the feds are staying. Where'd all them protesters go? They Their paychecks ran out. No, I think it's that <laughs> the feds were going to back down yep. in a sense. They were going to go inside and the state police would take over. Well, they, they I mean, we saw it yesterday. They were, they were talking like they won. We beat them, guys. Ha, stick it to the man, the feds. We got them. It's the man like, feds. But they're, they're, they're still there. They're, they're not, they're staying and more cops are coming now. Tonight? They, they're clueless. It just proves to me they're clueless. Tonight's the big test. Because they announced the other day that Oregon State Police would be coming out. There was it, all of these people, the thousands that would come out waving their phones and singing. Oh, yeah. They were they were they were they were telling us Trump's secret police gassing peaceful protesters. I mean, were they, but, though, or was that just the media spinning? Did you see the video of on? the mom, the, 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 the yelling mom? No, I, I had to come out one. here. Why am I dealing with this? What is wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yelling at the feds. Just <laughs> screaming. And it went viral. NBC put it up. Of course they did. And and yes, the media was like, oh, the Trump secret police. Okay, media, fine. I don't care if it's the media or the protesters. When, it, when, it, when, when it's the Democrats' secret police being deployed with masks on so you can't identify them, all of a sudden now no one shows up. I thought they were protesting poli- militarization of the police. That's what I was told. I was told by the local journalists and the people on the ground, it is a police militarization protest. Yep. Except they don't protest now that the Democrats are sending them out. No, they all left. I mean, I am so used to their hypocrisy. It's it, not even it's the, surprising it's, But anymore. listen, it's the individual people. It's, it's not the politician. That Those moms, actually still a bunch of moms came out apparently. But the video footage that's come out shows a much, much smaller crowd rioting, getting cleared out easily by state police. I think it, it might be local. I'm not sure, but it's not the feds. Okay. And Andy No notes... They didn't have the big numbers anymore for whatever, you know, he doesn't say why. And that made it very easy for them to be dispersed. Makes so, sense. So Trump says today he'll send the National Guard if they don't get things under control because Antifa and the far leftists are still coming out as of yesterday. Tonight is the big test. If the numbers come back and people really do decide, you know, maybe we should protest the Democrat secret police too, then maybe Trump will actually send in the National Guard. But I got to say, man, he called it a beehive of terrorism. <laughs> I mean, it's Portland, man. Yeah. It, they, I love how— you He know, didn't call Portland the beehive. 
Just simply Antifa. Yeah, right. He said they're trying to clear out a beehive of, of terrorism. Yeah. The funny thing is that other media, they, when they reference Portland, they say with like a, a robust history of protest. Like, oh, is that what you call it? <laughs> robust. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> nice. So, uh, but anyway, it, it, there's also the, the, the Portland moms are fighting because of like, apparently the leader of the, the mom, wall of moms is, is like racist. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. And is like subverting black voices or something. So what a they're 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 falling apart. And then uh, and then we got some other really big news. Now this is the biggest news of the day that Donald Trump, depending on who you read, threatened to, called for, or suggested postponing the election. I saw he, that. He, it he was lit- a question. It would. It was eight forty six a.m. You know, Trump's sitting there drinking his morning coffee, and he's like, his eyes are half shut, and he's like, he just types it and presses send, and then he goes about his business, and then everyone in the world starts screaming and waving their arms in the air. Yeah, he's a fascist. This is it. No, he did it on purpose. He's a troll, man. No, because the the stock market was horrible today. Oh, is that what it was? It was? A, it was a big, huge chunk drop, and <laughs> I mean, that probably. But this was at eight forty six. Was he trying to make it drop further? I don't know. I that, don't that's know. probably why it dropped. Maybe, At 8.46, he tweeted this out. Yeah. Post, you know, delay the election, question mark, question mark. And that probably made everyone freak out. Like, oh, no, what's going to happen? I'm gonna, I'm here's, here's the best part. The ex- exact here's, here's the best part. They, 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 all the media comes out immediately and says, Donald Trump can't postpone the election. He can. I mean, technically, technically. The, the, the powers granted to the president under... Uh, National Security Presidential Directive 51 have not yet been tested, but they've been longstanding. And we'll see, I suppose. But people have known about Directive 51 for a long time. And it's really funny because these, these some of these le- progressives, these leftists wrote 13 years ago. Some of the same people today who are screaming orange man bad were writing George W. Bush bad. And there is this, this long article from Slate where they basically say that the, the, the language that is that we can see from Presidential Directive 51, because most of it is still confidential, we don't know, is very vague and basically grants these weird powers to the president to coordinate the other branches of government, meaning that Trump could theoretically be like, so here, here's the prerequisites for Directive 51, catastrophic loss of life anywhere in the world. True. It's, uh, massive damage to our economy. True. And there's other factors, but those I bring up specifically yeah. because they've happened. Already. Which, so, so think about this. The goal of Directive 51 is to ensure the continuity of the federal government in the event of a major catastrophe. Are we in a major catastrophe? 154,000 dead? Mil- uh, how many people dead around the planet? I'm not, a, I'm not an expert in this it, field, it, it, so I'm going to not, not answer. It's, it's not about being an expert. It's about the fact that Trump literally could just say yes. True. He could say the economy is being destroyed, and now our election is being threatened by like this first-time mass nationwide mail-in voting plan. Yeah. It wouldn't be only mail-in voting, but if Trump really thinks it would subvert essential functions of government, then he can use COVID and I mean the riots and the economy as a as a as, a, as pretext for invoking fifty-one. Hmm. And I think if he did, which I really, really, really don't think he would. I think all he would do is actually ensure the election went as normal without mail-in voting. So it would give him these weird coordination powers over the other governments, you know, the other branches of government. It would be really interesting. But we'll talk about this because there's some some other funny stuff there. But then we got really, really, really big news. Oh, goodness. Patreon lost. Oh, yeah. Patreon lost their lawsuit. Good. This this is crazy. Good, right? I'm happy about it, right? The the, the gist of it is that... um, Patreon, there's, there's a law in California. It's very it's complex. I'll keep it simple. 
Patreon banned a bunch of people right. for hate speech. So this one dude, Owen Benjamin, told his fans to sue Patreon, and they did. That means that Patreon has to front the cost of arbitration, because that's what you got to do in California. So 2500 to 10000 per person who sued, and legal fees. So Patreon thinks they're going to be on the hook for like 15 to $20 million. Dang. And they sued back. Patreon sued for an injunction, like a preliminary injunction saying, like, you can't do this. Literally told the judge, if you side with them, we will be forced to front like millions of dollars. And the judge was like, I don't care. This is longstanding California law. Boom. And then I guess today. Props Mike, to that judge. Mike, well, it's, it's just the law, man. Yeah. Patreon tried changing the terms of service at the last minute. Because they knew that they were going to be on the hook for this cash. So now, you know, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't want to pretend, but, the, but I guess the scuttlebutt is they may, may, they may be in trouble for doing that. So now we might Good. see all of these people who were banned by Patreon launching arbitration claims against them, mm-hmm. even if they don't have merit. It's going to force Patreon to front tens of millions of dollars. They're done. That's it? They're done. Yeah. Well, Mike Cernovich said if Sargon of Akkad told his audience to yeah. file arbitration claims in California, it would be the end of Patreon. Yeah, because he, he got he had banned, thousands. Right? He had oh, thousands. Man. Wow. Yep. And the other, the other important factor is when Sargon got banned, I lost patrons because they, they canceled their accounts immediately, right. which negatively impacted me and everybody else. I basically have, have, you know, I still have a Patreon. I don't really do anything with it. I just left it there and I'm like, I'm done. I'm out because everybody was leaving. So I was like, what's the point? I can't try and sustain this. And the company's awful. This could be the end of Patreon. That's going to be big. We're going to talk about all that. I don't want to give away too much. So if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button. Smash. Well, there you go. Smash it. That's the only important thing you should be doing right now is smashing the like button. And also, whoever sent me this Carl Sagan book, thank you very much. There you go, man. And also, don't forget to subscribe (laughs) and hit the notification bell. We do the show every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Let's jump over to the first story. Trump threatens to deploy National Guard to quell Portland protests from the Military Times. They say, President Donald Trump on Thursday threatened to deploy the National Guard to Portland, Oregon, if protests there don't stop in the next few days, saying the violence has lasted for too long. So let me just, I got to do this correction, you know. Don't put protest if you're complaining about violence. So he wants the riots to stop. But then he said protesters, so... Well, that's not a quote from him. Right, right. Well, here's here's a quote from Trump. These protesters, many should be arrested because these are professional agitators. These are professional anarchists, Trump said during a White House press conference. These are people that hate our country. We are telling them right now that we are coming in very soon. The National Guard, a lot of very tough people. These are not people that just have to guard the courthouse and save it. These are people who are allowed to go forward and do what they have to do. At the peak... More than 40,000 guardsmen were activated across the country to help deal with the protests sparked by the death of George Floyd. The use of guard troops to help with violence on American soil is not unusual, but is typically done under the direction or with permission from state and local officials. In the case of Portland, where protests have taken place every night since May, the governor and mayor have objected to the intervention of federal law enforcement to address the issue. They don't know what they are doing, Trump said of local leaders. And he's right. Yep. They're trying to declare victory like the feds are going to leave. We got them, guys. The riots still happened. A much smaller crowd. So it may die down now, but I'm not entirely convinced. Anyway, they say the Oregon Military Department told Military Times that the Oregon National Guard has not been requested or notified of any request to respond to the situation in Portland at this time. And that's from Major Leslie Reed, the department's deputy director of public affairs. This could just be Trump talking big. It could be. 
but maybe he just hasn't drafted anything or told anybody yet. The National Guard Bureau deferred questions to the White House and Pentagon. Pentagon officials did not immediately respond to a request for comment. On Thursday, Trump praised the controversial presence of Homeland Security personnel in Portland, saying that the place was a mess and their deployment prevented hundreds of millions of dollars in damage to the federal courthouse. Trump said those officers, quote, are working today and probably tomorrow to clean out this beehive of terrorists in Portland. If they do it, I will be very happy, he said. Then slowly we can start to leave the city. If they don't do it, we will be sending in the National Guard. The president's announcement comes just two days after congressional hearing, where a District of Columbia Army National Guard major who was working on protest control during June 1st demonstrations outside the White House testified that federal agents were overly aggressive in clearing out peaceful protesters. Major Adam DeMarco said the guardsmen on duty that day were left confused and disheartened by the actions, with some members questioning whether they had violated the constitutional rights of free speech and assembly. Trump has voiced no such concerns, saying the protests were inspired by nonviolent ideals, but have since become little more than an excuse for destruction and mayhem. Boom. Yes, they set a church on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Barr dropped Churches. a hammer. It's not just one. They've sent multiple. Well, they, it was, uh, was it St. John's? Is that the church? I think so. Yeah. It's like the, the famous, presidential church. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Tort- they, they said that. Uh, could, could you look up this guy, Major Adam DeMarco, real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Because I have, I, I think I saw some news about him that provides context as to why he's complaining, but I want to make sure we get it right. He might have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, find me, it? hold on, let me find this. Wikipedia. See if you can find it. I mean, Trump nails it right there. It, it, he says, and it's true, it was inspired by nonviolent ideals, but those ideals have been lost with the, the violence that have happened. It's, it's now an excuse to just, you know, rock over statues and burn down buildings and, and small businesses. It's crazy. So check, take a look at this tweet from Andy No. This is from uh, the 30th at... Uh, 12.28 p.m. Violent protests continued overnight outside the Portland federal courthouse. Rioters were more quickly repelled because they lacked the huge crowds that gave them better cover to commit acts of violence. And we can see in this video, there's actually far less people than normal. Wow, yeah. A lot of shields. Less. And why is that? Why, where, where'd everybody go? They went, they went home. They went home, huh? They won. They, they, beat, they beat the feds. So the feds are still there. Yeah, the courthouse is still walled off with fences. We can see that the feds have straight up said they won't leave. In fact, Trump is saying we'll send the National Guard in. Why did they all disappear? The big question, like I mentioned earlier, will be if these protesters come out tonight, having yeah. seen the tear gas and the attack on the on these you know Antifa people from state police, not the right. feds. Exactly. So here's what I think. I th- well, actually, I tweeted it. Here's what I said. Now that the people of Portland would have to protest their own Democratic governor. It seems they didn't show up to reinforce Antifa and far leftists. When it was Trump's police, thousands were outraged. Now that it's a Democrat, they don't care. What what happened to all that talk about the Gestapo and Trump's secret police? Yep. All right. They're not talking about that in New York. We got to be fair. We got to be fair. These are, what's the governor's name? Kate Brown? Yeah. Kate Brown, secret police being deployed to the streets to (laughs) attack peaceful protesters. Why, Adam, why are these Democrats, in your expert opinion, why are the Democrats sending out unidentified secret police to brutalize these peaceful demonstrators? Well, Tim, in my expert opinion, I have no idea. (laughs) Is it because Kate Brown is a fascist? Yes. Let's go with that. Okay. Confirmed. Confirmed by my expert opinion. My opinion, rather, it's expert. Did you find him? I did find him. I haven't found anything interesting about him. And he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He doesn't. Yeah, which is really weird, right? Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. He's just a National Guardsman. Yeah, he's a whistleblower, I guess. That's what oh, they're calling Oh, interesting. Him. Yeah. 
Hmm, I wonder. Yeah. I, heard, I, I heard huh? some people uh, talking about. So, so apparently, some guy came out complaining about Trump and Barr clearing out the uh, the protests in front of the the, the White House. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and right. I just wanted to check to see if there was anything. You didn't find anything. So Louis Gohmert questions his loyalty to the Democratic Party. No, he questioned his his loyalty to the oath that he took to become the Attorney General. Who? Uh, I don't. I, one of one of the Democrats, and then the Republican guys in in the testimony were like, "Did you? Are you going to let this? Slide? No, 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 no. You're talking about something else. Oh, yeah, this I was is talking about Louis, Louis Gohmert's a Republican. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're talking about the the National Guardsmen criticizing Trump for clearing. Yeah, I was talking oh, about okay. Adam DeMarco. Yeah. Yep. So okay. So noting his unsuccessful run for Congress, Representative Louis Gohmert from Texas told DeMarco his testimony quote will serve you well with the Democratic Party. Close quote. But oh, he questioned his loyalty to the military for opposing his commander in chief's contention. So wait, wait. What you're saying is this DeMarco guy ran for public office as a Democrat. Failed. Yeah. He, he ran. He, mm-hmm. he tried to become a Democratic Congress congressman. Yeah. And there it is. And now he's that's, that's why I, before I said anything, before I said anything, I wanted to just to, to have the source pulled up. Right. Why would someone just come out and be like these these, you know, police clearing out these peaceful demonstrations? Oh, there it is. Yeah. He's a Democrat. Yep. He ran for office ran as a Democrat. Look, man, I get it. You know, there's a lot of criticism. They say Trump went out and did a photo op. I had an argument with some family members about it. And I'm like, it's 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 such stupid. It's it's so dumb. OK, you can't have months of violent riots and protests. And more importantly, if you ask a Trump supporter why they cleared out the area, in, you know, Lafayette Square, they they had announced they were clearing out a certain time already. Right. And Bill Barr said it had nothing to do with Trump doing a photo op. You're taking a photo in front of the church. And I'll tell you straight up, you know why Donald Trump went out and took a photo holding a Bible in front of the church? To show the American public that we got this under control. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. We put the fire out, we saved the church, and we are still in control of things. Period. Yeah, it's like, duh. I I wasn't even that, you know, I I was entering my political, you know, viewpoints at at that moment of time. That was like, what, two months ago now? A month and a half? I'm not saying it was the right thing to do morally. I'm just saying that's the reason. And it's funny because... They, they, they always try to um, make, make it the worst of the worst, right? Yeah. Like, the only reason Trump did it was for a re-election photo op. And I'm like, that makes no sense. I mean, if he wanted a photo of him holding a Bible in front of the church, he could have waited a day. Yeah. No, what he did want to show is that he's in control. Because the church was just set on fire, and it's yeah. a historic church. So they, and what did, uh, took, they took care of it. What did Bill Barr say when he was asked? This was great. This was great. So, <laughs> this was good. So Attorney General Bill Barr is testifying. <laughs> And you have this one, I guess, I don't know which guy, the guy's name who asked him, but he's like, are you aware that like the bishop and the priest or whatever, you know, condemned your clearing of the protests? And he goes, was that before or after we put the fire out? Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> Dude. Yup. Bar was dropping bombs on I'll them. tell you who's They were be- like, no, 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 no. Uh, reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> don't let him speak. I'll tell Too you. Too many bombs. I'll tell you who's being political. <laughs> it's the, it's the, those, the, that priest, that bishop or whoever. Yeah coming out and attacking the president when they literally had to... The, the fire trucks couldn't get through. The far left wanted the church to burn down. Definitely. I can't take these memes, man. Well, they don't talk about that side of it. It's only the fact that Trump cleared them out. It's like, well, did you think about how they cleared them out so they could put the church out? The fire yeah. that was burning this historical church? It's crazy information warfare, you know? Yeah, it is. It's like trying to... like. Tr- if people don't hear it, they'll just assume whatever the worst is. Or whatever they're told. So here's what, here's what I see a lot in these memes. I've seen a ton of these memes. It's like, it said something like, if save the whales doesn't mean F the fish, then why do people get so triggered by Black Lives Matter? 
And I see this meme being shared by a bunch of progressives. And it says to me they don't know anything at all about Black Lives Matter. And so I politely respond. And I just say, I think a lot of people are upset because their movement on their website calls for disrupting the nuclear family. Like that's, you know, liberal and conservative alike are going to be kind of offended by that. Some people won't care on both sides. But I think some people see that and they're like, I don't like that. And then they're like, what do you mean? That's not what Black Lives Matter mean. They get confused. Like, well, have nope. you gone to the movement, the global movement's website? And read their doc because it says that. It down says with the patriarchy and down with the yep. nuclear family. It's yeah, like, patriarchy, what? gender norms, Western family. Yeah, and I'm, again, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying morally right or wrong. I'm saying here's a thing that makes people kind of be like, I don't like that. Yeah. And that's it. But when you get your news from memes... Instead of actually asking the person why they're upset, God, I, hate, I hate meme news. Yeah, that's all I it can't is, man. Stand them, man. Yeah, well, that's what, that's how the left gets their news. Yeah, it really is. Right. I mean, and I, and I say the left, but it's it's the left is more likely to get their news from memes. And we all know the left can't meme. They, this, they, this is a proven fact that they cannot. I I, I learned it on uh, the the internet, so it's well, true. You know what's Crack. interesting is it's actually like an eighty twenty thing where like. 80% of, of of the right has successful memes. Okay. But memes live or die. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So They're good or they're not. Right. And and the bad ones d- disappear and the good ones move up. The the left, it's like 80% of their memes are trash. But they do every so often get something <laughs> good out that works. Sure. It does. But this is why they need to control cultural institutions and media. And you know what? Conservatives are bad at countering it. It's a fact. That's how true. many, how many, you know, they're not on the internet. They're out there working. I mean, they're on their phones more than ever. Sure. Yeah. It's playing nowadays. A, it's playing a big, big, it's making, you know, has a big role in this. But I think when you look at Twitter, when you look at YouTube, for instance, and Facebook, you'll notice that conservatives do ridiculously well on all of these platforms, which says something. The left is. Ban them. Well, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. The left is comprised of people who are being fed the news and just mindlessly milling about. The right is people who are going on social media, sharing and engaging with the news. Yeah. So if you're on YouTube and you go to a video of some like left-wing issue, you're going to see it's thumbs down to oblivion. All the comments are angry. Like, this is garbage. This is trash. Then you go to like a moderate or conservative, and it's going to be more thumbs up. Now, it is true that a lot of progressive YouTubers get mostly thumbs up. But they do have a higher density, it seems, of thumbs down. Hmm. For whatever reason, I don't know. But typically, you can predict what's going to happen. Gillette does a commercial where they're like, toxic masculinity must go. Yeah. And then it's just down, thumbs down into oblivion. Maybe it's because conservatives are more likely to share news. And liberals are more likely to just... Share emotions. Watch TV or, see, or share memes. Yeah. You see, know. That's what I meant. That could be it. I'm not entirely sure. But based on my conversations... Man, it is, you know, when I'm talking to people who are conservative, they tend to have understand references I'm making when I'm like, so I'll, I'll be like this. So, so you, you heard about what's going on in California with, with repealing civil rights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on, Tucker, Tucker was talking about that. I'll yep. be like, yeah, that's serious, right? Yep. I'll talk to someone on the left and I'll say, so are you familiar with what's going on in California? No. Okay. Well, what what's happening in California? They're uh, repealing civil no, rights. Right. That's what they'll no, say. No, they're not. Like, wait, what? No, that's not true. I don't believe you. Yep. No. When yeah, you, look, look it up online. No, no, that I know California. That's that's not them. And I'm good. I'm send, good. Send me a link about it. Every news story is like affirmative action, affirmative action, and not really telling you what they're doing. Right. It's really it's really annoying trying to break through the noise. 
But to people who are plugged in and constantly searching and reading the news, they understand the deeper context. Try explaining Obamagate to your average lefty, and they're going to be like, oh, this this is crazy. What are you talking about? That sounds nuts. Talk to a conservative, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, because I heard about that. Because, you know. Uh, A lot more conservatives are a a lot higher on the level of just hearing about it now. Just hearing about it? Yeah, they know about it. That's kind of what cues what 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 I mean is, like, if you've got... The, the average right-leaning independent, yeah. they've probably heard something about Obamagate and yeah. something about spying and unmasking. Well, you said it. I mean, they, they pay attention. They're, they're more inclined to look for, like, actual news instead of memes. Be like, oh, this meme is news. I'll pass it I'm along. Gonna, look, I'm going to say it again. News Whip study. It's, uh, it, it tracked engagement and found the left was primarily engaging with Occupy Democrats. It is a meme page. They're not real. It's not real news. Yep. And the conservatives were engaging with Fox News. Fox News is biased, but it's news. They have standards. They have a corrections policy. They're NewsGuard certified. And then you have, I think the most shared now is Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro. Okay. But the left is still memes. Memes. Yeah. And so I see like pictures of like a Black Lives Matter fist and it'll be like, <laughs> answer me this conserva bros if this then why not that and i'm like that's that's what that's not news and no one thinks that they're all fake arguments yeah you know it was here's a really funny one i keep seeing this tweet be shared on facebook between all these progressives where they're like answer me this you know trump supporters where are all the 2a libertarians saying you know that they were going to stand up to government tyranny yeah. with with rifles yeah that now, now now that tyranny is happening in portland and then i just sent him a picture of the boogaloo boys showing up to, showing up in portland and i'm like what are you talking about they're right there yeah they're literally right there they're standing they didn't bring their guns yeah you know but they did show up and then i sent him more pictures of the boogaloo boys marching with black lives matter and antifa mm-hmm. and then i'm like this meme is fake somebody just made it up Stop sharing this. Part of the problem is these people on the left, they have this image of in their head of like this bad guy, the ultimate bad guy. And it's like the biggest Nazi every, hates everything that they're about. And, and they just apply that as a blank like slate over everybody that isn't in their group. So if you vote for Trump, oh, well, that's clearly you're this one person that I have in my head, this image of this bad guy that I have. So that's like all their memes like, well, riddle me this bad guy that I have in my head where in reality, most people aren't that person. Everyone's more in the middle looking at this, looking at them like you're crazy. No one's like that. That's not the norm. Why? Why do you think that? Why? Why is your argument always against that one person? Because that's not the norm. It's really simple. Uh, This was noted, I think, on Sam Harris's podcast. And when I was talking with Jack Dorsey on Rogan conservative journalists will follow liberals and conservatives and right. liberal journalists only follow liberals. Yep, exactly. He, Jack did say things were getting better and that was starting to change. I'm not sure where we are at, where we're at now, but that's the easiest way to explain it. It's a one-way street. If you're on the right, you're looking at everyone to your left. If you're on the left, you're looking at everyone to your left. Yep. So they don't see what conservatives are talking about. They don't see the news and they have no idea. It's crazy. When I'll like tweet something out that'll somehow find its way into a left journalism bubble. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's not true. And I'll be like, did you not know this happened? Like, I'm just I'm just like, you know, using a random news story as an example. I'll be like, what do you mean? Like, it's it's right here. Like Reuters reported it, reported it. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because you're sitting in a toilet spinning around in circles with all your buddies <laughs> and you're just like eating each other's refuse. 
Yep. It's like human centipede, man. The funny thing is, there's a meme going around. It's a sticker in New York City that someone posted. Okay. And it's the human centipede, but it's Trump and then a Fox News reporter and then a guy wearing a MAGA hat. Okay. What's funny about that is I get the idea they're trying to convey. It's not true, though. It's Fox News, then Trump, then Trump supporter. Not the way they had it. Yeah. And the other, the other issue is that Trump is a symptom, not the cause of. So it's actually not even true that, it's, that Trump, you know, Trump is in the front of the line if they want to play this meme up. What was going on in this country was going on for a long time. What was going on with the culture war and, and social justice and PC was happening well before Trump. Trump came about and was voted in partly because of all of these things. He is a symptom of our current state of affairs in this country, not the creator of it. They don't understand that. They blame Trump for it. No. If everything was normal, if jobs were here, if people were happy, there wouldn't be a Donald Trump. He came in because he specifically said, look at these things. He talked about trade and he made fun of, you know, Rosie O'Donnell and other people. Well, and he called out the establishment in in a very specific way that I'm tending to lean on the fact that it's it's pretty true. I mean, a lot of the stuff that he was talking about we're we're finding proof and they're talking about it and now they were subpoenas look, are being issued and they, it's going to be a really interesting fall they've been they've been selling uh, selling us out to multinational corporations that's yep. everybody knows it it's it's like every activist has been talking about it everyone was complaining about it yep. so when you got bernie sanders and trump very early on talking about the tpp nafta and immigration you had left and right wing populists being like here we go Yep. Bernie Sanders, however, said, let me tow the establishment line. Being a millionaire sounds fun. And Donald Trump was like, I'm already rich. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want. And give away my give away a salary, my, my yearly salary. But he, he, gets, like he, a boss. he, he spent they, they spend way more money on Trump than his yearly salary. So he's giving away a salary. I get it. Same even, with every president. Whatever. That's, a, that's true. a non-issue. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just kind of like, to be honest, you know, it's four hundred thousand dollars. Presidents get rich off their books and appearances you know, their salary is whatever. I'm not going to write that off. I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's true. I agree. I agree. I'm not saying it's a, I'm not I'm not dragging him for it. It's a good thing he did it. Yeah. I'm just like, a lot of people want to act like it's the biggest thing ever. It's good. Trump is a billionaire, but I respect it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. So I want to I show you this. One of the big narrative bits that's been coming out around these protests is that white supremacists have been secretly disguised as Black Lives Matter. Uh. Well, we have this tweet from Jared Holt, and I must say... If Jared Holt is saying right now there's been no evidence to suggest this is true, it doesn't mean it's not true. I take his word for it. Jared Holt writes for Right Wing Watch. It's a progressive. It's part of a progressive advocacy organization, and he writes about the right and from a left perspective. He's very biased, but he's come out and even said, on Tuesday, I asked Richmond police and the Richmond mayor's office to provide information to support the claims they made to this outlet that white supremacists instigated riots in their city. They have not responded to my request. Other outlets have asked for this evidence too and have similarly come up with nothing. Richmond officials have presented no direct evidence showing white supremacists organized the protest, encouraged violence, or participated in any property damage. Okay. If this guy's job is to write about this stuff, and I think he's biased, but even he's saying they've presented no evidence then I think that's where we're at so far. There's no point in going around with the narrative claiming it's true. Now, Jared, I believe he does go on to say, though, it could be true if they're drafting up uh, indictments. They're not going to release evidence. He says this story quotes a spokesperson for Mayor LeVar Stoney, who said police were still investigating and more arrests were suspected, uh, were, were expected. You know what the problem with this, though? Hmm. This, this is the issue. You, you think a white supremacist, everyone just instantly thinks far right, but... 
far left people can be white supremacists also. They are. The, and they certainly are. I mean, the, that's the, what we're seeing. The so challenge is colloquial they're, understanding. Yeah, they're them. trying to connect the, the far right, you know, classic, what they would say, a white supremacist. But in reality, they're very much far left white supremacists. And that's that's kind of what it feels like they're ignoring. Because that's what we're seeing. Sure, sure. And and I tweeted about this. I said something like, if Jared is the one saying that, that they've not got no evidence as of right now, then I take his word for it because it's literally his beat. If he saw even if if he saw like a tiny, tiny morsel of white supremacy, he'd be like, there it is. I found it. You yeah. know what I mean? So if he's not seeing it, but people are, immediately were like, I thought Antifa were white supremacists, Tim. I'm like, yeah, yes, 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 yes. But come on, this, the, the colloquial understanding of what they're saying right. is they're trying to insinuate specific groups of people are dressing up like Antifa to go out and make Antifa look bad. That's the specific claim. If there's no evidence of it, then I'm glad it's, it's being, at least for now, not necessarily debunked, but like stopped. You know, if, if they're actually going to issue arrests, if they're going to you know, make these claims, they should present evidence before coming out and just saying this nonsense because it, it basically makes everybody mad. <laughs> I mean, um, we're, we're asking the media to, like, present evidence for things that they're claiming. I mean, that's that had me giggling. Come on. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That, really? Well, well, hold on. Hold on. This is why it's really funny. You'd think the media would be at least one step above a political, like a progressive advocacy organization. Okay. But that's why I think it's it's kind of funny to see Jared Holt, whose whole thing is like reporting on the right, mm-hmm. to be like, where's the evidence? And the local media being like, the police said it. There it is. Like, here's the story. Don't you need like three confirmed sources before you can publish something as a fact? No. They read headlines saying, white supremacists secretly organizing riots, Boom. says police. I saw the words on the internet. It's true. Yep. It must be true. It used to be before uh. you published, you had three sources to confirm it. Is that, is that how it used to be, right? It used to be. Well, I don't want to speak for every single the news outlet, but typically, way. yeah. Yep. So it used to be like if someone told you they saw a brick, you know, hit a cop in the head, you'd be like, what's your name? Can I put you on the record? Then you'd walk to another person. You get three sources to confirm. We all saw this. You'd be like, I got three people saying it. They're all independent of each other. Yeah. And the same was true for basically a bunch of other stories. You can't just, if someone tells you something, you can't be like, well, this guy said it was true, so it is. You'd be like, can independent sources corroborate the claim? Yeah. They don't do that anymore. The police said it, therefore we report it. And instead of, instead of doing any due diligence, they just say, police say. And there's your headline. Police say. They do this all the time with tons of stories. They'll just be like, you know, you know, you know it's really funny? When they have anonymous sources mm-hmm. is the best part. So it'll be like anonymous source claims Donald Trump is secretly, you know, putting poison in dog bowls throughout the city of, you know, throughout D.C. Or or someone close to Donald Trump says that this is happening. No, 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 no. I'm, I've got a specific point. They'll oh, say an anonymous source claims, you know, Donald Trump threw a brick at the face of his assistant. Okay. And you'll be a lot. People will read the story and go, whoa. And then you have to imagine how the story was actually sourced. There's a D.C. beat reporter with a notepad standing in an alley. And there's a guy with, in, in like, you know, covered in garbage just going, and, and Donald Trump, you know, did a backflip off the White House. And then I saw him, he threw a brick. He threw a brick. <laughs> and then he just, like, walks into a wall, falls down, and he goes. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he said it. That's confirmed to me. Anonymous source claims. It's like, yes, but is your anonymous source the guy who's drugged out in the alley, freaking out, spouting gibberish? Yeah. And what part of that did you leave out? Like, before he's like. He says Donald Trump is a lizard person who threw a brick at, at, at his advisor and then jumped off the building and flew away in outer space. And he cuts off the beginning of the end and just says Donald Trump threw a brick. Or it was a foam brick. 
and the advisor was yep. actually playing catch with them. It was a football. But yeah, football. Yeah. It'll I mean they do this stuff all the time. Right. It'll be like Donald Trump was throwing objects at his staff earlier today. No, he was throwing objects at, at a teenager yeah, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the White House lawn, but it's they're just throwing catch <laughs> <laughs> playing baseball. Uh, it'll be like <laughs> the disabled son of a military vet was visiting the White House when Donald Trump began throwing objects at him. And that, that's the narrative. Yeah. And you'll see a photo and it's like, just, he's throwing a baseball and the kid's catching it. It's <laughs> yeah. like kids in a wheelchair or something. That's how the media rolls, man. Yep. But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. We got this story here. There apparently are some white supremacists in Portland. Hmm. That's right. The Wall of Moms are racist. Oregon Live says Portland Wall of Moms crumbles amid online allegations by former partner Don't Shoot PDX. Oh, that's the name of the former partner look don't at, shoot look at this important announcement from wall of moms i'm i'm not going to read this to everybody but they basically said it's anti-blackness and not to support the wall of moms wow wall of moms white supremacy confirmed so all of those <laughs> whoa, photos, whoa, whoa. i'm sorry wait that's only one source tim <laughs> oh no this is no, i'm sorry you're, you're you're incorrect good sir this is i'm using the oregon live a trusted news guard certified organization <laughs> therefore what they say is law oh okay yeah oh, okay good i don't really think the wall of moms are a bunch of white supremacists that's the joke uh, yeah but the point is they're being accused of being white supremacists because the only thing these leftist or these left-wing organizations can do is accuse you of being white supremacist racist anti-black whatever and so now you get it. Here you go. Congratulations. I don't know what this X is supposed to be. It makes it hard to read. Import. Oh, okay. I see. The Wall of Moms published the statement. They X'd it out and then said, edit for everyone upset about the post. We are not against moms. Everyone has a place in organizing. We are no longer in support of WAM leadership. Anti-blackness. Do not support Wall of Moms. After leaving vulnerable black women downtown after marching. Oh, you know, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Thank you. Can't. Thank you. You know why? I'm glad. You know why? They're, they're immediately trying to drum up racism where there is none. Yep. They're having a dispute because I guess someone got kicked off a social media account. Hmm. So what happens? They say, well, they left people behind. It's like, what, 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 are, you, what are you talking about? Well, it's, it's anti-blackness, they said. Don't support them. They're racist. The lies are finally clear. And we are sad, <laughs> but ultimately not surprised that anti-blackness showed its ugly head. What? Read the <laughs> Hearing them say the lies are finally clear is... is pretty funny come on yeah what do you what do you do when when they're accusing each other of being racist and fighting each other Laugh. the drama unfolding lots of us are trying to regroup and do things the right way i mean you know they I mean. do act rather racist i mean they're racist yeah it's the stupidest story ever i'm not surprised though look i'll tell you what jared holt says so far they haven't released in i believe it was richmond evidence that white supremacists were actually organizing yeah well, I got some new evidence for you. Oh, goodness. According to Don't Shoot PDX, the wall of moms are engaging in anti-blackness. That makes them I don't, white supremacists? I, yes, that makes wall of moms oh, the white supremacists. Okay. Therefore, in, I believe it's this video, you can see the yellow. Those are those are the white supremacists. Whoa. Oh, so they came out last night. Yeah, they're there. They're, the, in, they're the in the woms. video. The woms. Yeah, so you can, you can see some of them. They wear yellow helmets and yellow shirts, and there they are. The... Uh, it's like the, wearing a medic. The the guys with the medic crosses on there. They're not medics. Some they're, of them are. I've seen. I've seen them in the in the front pushing, pushing at the cops. So it's like, that's not what a medic does. The medic no, no, is in on. the back to help people if they get hurt. There are medics. Uh huh. They wear red crosses. Okay. And there are journalists. They wear press. Yep. And Antifa learned how to engage in propagandistic warfare by doing exactly that. So they'll pretend to be medics and they'll pretend to be 
you know, uh, filmers. Uh, so you know, what journalists. you're saying is, I'm right. Well, you can't make it sound like every single medic is secretly antifa because there's. Well, well, that's what you're here for, Tim. Right. Excellent. Yeah. So, good teamwork, if, buddy. If if you yeah. even so in like, uh, I, I'd be willing to bet for the most part, if you're on the right, and I've seen this happen, if you're like a Trump wearing a Trump hat, and you get hit hit in the head with a brick, one of these medics will come to your aid and they will help you. Okay. Straight up. So it's not. However, the problem is you don't know when Antifa is pretending to be a medic and then going, I'm a medic, man, I'm a medic. You can't arrest me. And then they get arrested and they, and they say the police arrested medics and journalists. That's why I get really annoyed by these journalists who scream at the top of their lungs at police. F you, man, F you, you can't do this to me. I'm a journalist. It's like, dude, listen, you're another random person in the crowd. You need to be aware of your, your surroundings and you need to know what the police are going to do when they're going to do it and stay out of their way. Yep. Yes, you have a right to film and record, but you can't expect a human being to act like a robot with programming being like, beep, boop, boop, it says press. Therefore, sorry, sir, you're free to do whatever you want. Especially when Antifa literally walks around. There's a photo of a guy wearing press on his helmet, waving the Antifa flag. Yeah. He's not a journalist. He has no camera. They do it on purpose. They also put walls of moms in front of them so that when the, when, when the cops move in, they say, oh, they're, help, they're attacking the moms. How dare they? I'm going to tell From you what I'm going to do. Oh, wait. It's not his no, police it's anymore. Kate Brown secret it's police. It's the state police. I, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, what are you going to do? I am forming an organization. Oh, goodness. Called the Weak and Vulnerable Elderly Grandmothers. Oh, man. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I, I wanted it to be the Wall of Tim's. Nope. The Weak and Vulnerable Elderly Grandmothers will be the name of our group. It's going to be comprised of a bunch of 25-year-old, very big, burly, right-wing Trump-supporting men. (laughs) And then when they put on an event celebrating Trump and Antifa shows up, the media will be forced to report Antifa threatens and attacks Weak and Vulnerable Elderly Grandmothers. You see how it works? I do. I like it. Yeah. Sneaky. I love it how they're like, we're anti-fascist. Therefore, like, you're dumb if you think that we're actually fascists. And it's like, well, apparently you're authoritarians and now you're being accused of being white supremacists. So <laughs> what am I supposed to call you? It's not a good look. It's like yeah. you, they, they call themselves like the good guys. Therefore, you can never accuse them of wrongdoing. But uh, we're the good guys. It's our name. Duh. <laughs> well, there it is. OK, fine. The weak and elderly, uh, the weak and vulnerable elderly grandmothers. Antifa beats and, and, and chokes weak and vulnerable elderly grandmothers. Wall of beanies. Wall of weak and elderly grandmothers. <laughs> weak and elderly. All right, well, that's basically Portland. Let's talk about the election, man. Oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Because we, we've, we've got some funny, um, th- they're conspiracy articles, I guess, but they're real. Do you have his tweet, the, the actual tweet pulled I, up? It's probably in here. So I have... Uh, there you go. Oh, yeah, okay. There it is. Wait, what? Oh, no, this is an old one. It's an old tweet. CNN, of course, they probably wouldn't pull up oh, the actual tweet. Of course tweet. they don't, yeah. Yeah. He claimed without evidence the kind of... You know what, man? I'm going to tell you this right now. The media is lying to you. In, in, in 2012, the New York Times wrote, as absentee ballots expand, you know, um, it's like... I forgot, I forgot, I'll paraphrase the headline, but it talks about the increase of fraud and error. And in the article from eight years ago, it says, there's a higher margin of failure the more mail-in voting you do. But that was during Obama. Now that it's a serious issue and it's going to cause serious crisis in our election, they keep saying, Trump said without evidence. How many times have I got to tweet this? The New York Times in 2012 said this. NPR said it two weeks ago. 65,000 ballots didn't get counted because of no fault of the voter. 
because the post office screwed up. You know, Jerry Nadler back in 2004 had this long speech about how mail-in voting and paper paper votes is super easy to fraudulent and be, be fraudulent. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And Nad- now, Nadler and, said that. And now the media is just relentless in... I got to be I got to be careful here. What I mean by the media is like CNN is one of the most prominent news outlets. They even claim they're the most trusted name Mm. in news. (laughs) That's that's what they want everyone to believe. That's That's why they they make it their slogan. Yeah. (laughs) Well, to be fair, Fox Fox keeps saying fair and balanced. to like make sure you think that, too. Yeah. But the reality is there's there's a ton of evidence right now that mail in voting is going to be a disaster for this country. 100%. 100%. It's already happening. I agree. The New York Times and NPR have recent articles talking about this. Patterson, New Jersey, they canceled 20% of the vote. That's crazy. So Trump says that it's going to be the most, you here, know. I have it, I have it right here. Yeah, here I'll read just it. read it. This is, this is verbatim. Uh, with universal mail-in voting, in parentheses, not absentee voting, which is good, in parentheses, 2020 will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history. It will be a great embarrassment to the U.S. And then... The, the, the question is, delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safe, safely vote? Question mark, question mark. One more. There's three question marks. There's three. Oh, wow. oh well, that seals the deal. Yeah, I mean, course. that's how big of a question it is. Pretty big he question. didn't say who would. He didn't say he would. He didn't say it would be done. It was a question. Three. Yeah, a three question mark question. And he basically didn't even, it's not even a full sentence. That's right. So that's that. That's the point, right? Yeah. Maybe he meant Congress should do it. Congress can do it. Maybe that's what he meant. Good point. No, but they'll jump to the worst, the worst of the worst. That Trump demands that yeah. we delay the election and throw the whole American system out the window. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so he's the one trying to do that. Congress. Sure. To be fair. To be fair, CNN says Trump floats delaying election despite lack <laughs> of authority to do so. <laughs> Technically. This is this is this is this is interesting. Interesting because I didn't see media like CNN or other outlets complaining about Directive Fifty One right. when it was signed by George W. Bush. That's so scary, scary. I'm going to pull up this year Wikipedia from National Security and Homeland, you know, Presidential Directive Fifty One, and it just says reception. The signing of this directive was generally not covered by the mainstream U.S. media or discussed by the U.S. Congress. While similar executive security directives have been issued by previous presidents, with their texts kept secret. This is the first to be made public in part. It's unclear how the National Security and Homeland Security Presidential Directive will reconcile with the National Emergencies Act, a U.S. federal law passed in 1967, which gives Congress oversight over presidential emergency powers during such emergencies. The National Emergencies Act is not mentioned in the text of Directive 51. Directive 51, to put it very, very simply, makes the president the I'll just, I'll exaggerate. Emperor, the, I guess. The God Emperor, Tim. God King. If you're going to say it, the God Emperor King Trump. Have you seen the thing they did in, what was it, in Poland, I think it was? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. giant Trump with like oh, the yeah. armor and the sword or whatever. Well, after we talked about Mecha Trump the other yeah. day, I was like, show me your art of Mecha Trumps. And everyone's, they sending I it. saw countless videos of that. There's so, some Japanese uh, animes that he's into. Oh, he's like a Gundam Trump. It's pretty So cool. check it out. Directive 51 has broad language that basically says the president will oversee the coordination of the all branches of government. And it does say that it must be a constitutional government. The goal, the literal goal of Directive 51 was that if like we got nuked, you know, 50 billion times or whatever, and the country was in shambles, then Directive 51 would like try and restart the government and protect it. Well, I think 50 billion nukes 
Well, little ones, very little ones. Oh, okay. Very, very small. Tiny, nukes. tiny nukes. Yes, just oh, okay. like pop, 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 Sure, pop. sure, sure. Yeah, but still doing enough damage. You know? nukes. Death by 50 billion nukes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> popcorn nukes. Yes, pop, pop. You're like, pop, oh, no, pop, it's happening, and everyone's popcorn like. Popcorn nuke. So <laughs> when this was signed, Drop by the UFOs. collective left went insane. Mm-hmm. Like all these articles were written saying, there's one specifically from Slate where they're like, this would give Trump the power to, I don't know, postpone an election because it puts him in charge of coordinating all branches couldn't he kick out all the incumbents also i don't i don't i I mean arguably depending on who you ask yes it like the powers under directive 51 are like insane or arrest all the people that have i i'm not gonna get into that here's the issue need to be arrested so could trump postpone the election technically under a national security directive now let me read for you the prerequisites they say uh, directive 51 signed by George W. Bush is a presidential directive establishing a comprehensive policy on the federal government's structures and operations in the event of a catastrophic emergency. Such an emergency is defined as any incident, regardless of location, that results in extraordinary levels of mass casualties, damage, or disruption severely affecting the U.S. population, infrastructure, environment, economy, or governmental functions. Hmm. I think we've we've already... Uh, we're, yeah. we're done. We're, yeah. we're there. Yeah, it's already it's already ready. So theoretically, Trump could say COVID, 154K dead. The GDP was down by like, you know, the, the, some people are saying it's only 10%. Some are saying it's 33%. You know, we've been very, very negatively impacted by this major global catastrophe. Yeah. Thus, he could invoke. Look. I, not only that, though, you got to add into the whole, you know, India, now Australia's are backing oh, yeah. India, China, and Pakistan are, are joining forces. It's like, what's going on over there? You know, something's about to pop. Yep. So you've got reports of surveillance drones seeing like China and Pakistan are, are forming ranks on the uh, surrounding India for like a pincer attack on both fronts, which would strain India, be very difficult for them to defend against. Australia, I guess, announced, what, what, what did they announce? They said that they, they would back India. They're, they're, and we, they got India's back. And we've already done, you know, we've sent out strike teams with Australia. Yep. Into the South China Sea. And we're buddies with India, too. Totally. We, they we love got, Trump. We got India's back, yeah. When Trump went to they India and they had, like, what it was it, like 60,000 people oh, all yeah. cheering and The whole stadium him. filled up. They love that man. Uh, I'm sure he loved it, too. So there's a lot of reasons Trump could just be like, I invoke these powers. Yep. Now, here's the big question. They say uh, it's not been constitutionally tested yet, and I think that's completely irrelevant. Yeah. How will you test something how? that claims to supersede <laughs> right. the government? Yeah, what what how do you how do you test that? Exactly. It's, this this would be the time when we got cronies in the government all all across the board doing I don't think crazy stuff. I don't think now is the time for a directive 51. No. No, okay. I, I think I mean, but we're getting dangerously close because people don't realize how bad it's getting with the economy. Yep. They don't people don't get it, man. You can't just print money. You can't just keep printing money. That's what they want. Now, now, interesting. Interestingly, though, I wonder. It's really hard to know exactly what's going to happen to the value of the dollar. Could there yep. be deflation or inflation? Because the dollar becomes worthless, will people just start demanding ridiculous amounts of money? Or because there's no services available, people are willing to do jobs for dirt because they're desperate for work. It's hard to know for sure. Good point. You might have people being like, "I'll take minimum wage now," which could theoretically deflate the currency. But regardless. Basically, everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. When you print money like crazy, you're starting to destabilize the economy and yeah, shatter confidence. Agrees. Everybody we agrees. We got the best UFOs. We got the best, the best economic instability. 
We got the best printing of $6 trillion, Ugh. and now they want to extend these benefits, and that's going to lead to chaos. The housing market's going to be in chaos. The stock market's already been going ridiculous throughout COVID, up and down and up and down. It's just been nuts. So are we getting close to the point? Here's the question. Do you wait until after everything explodes to, declare, to, to invoke 51, or do you invoke 51 before it explodes to prevent it from exploding? It's a good question. I mean, he, he shut down the flights from China, what, in February, middle of February, end of February, was it? And they ever, everyone was like ridiculing him and, ma- you know, coming yep. after him. And it's like now they're saying he didn't do enough now. Yeah, they, exactly. they were like, if this, he, if he shut down travel a month before he could have saved 50,000 lives. And it's like you complained when he did it, when he did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, what, this is ridiculous. And you were trying to impeach him at the time. Yeah, they it, were. Yeah. It's like, what? Yep. So sick of the left. So here's the big question. Democrats. If COVID is really as bad as they say it is, if. where? Go on. It's really as bad as they say it is that it's causing all these, you know, like it's it's the end of the world, basically, that we've all got to bunker down. And it's it's what we're on, like day 134 or whatever of the four of the 15, 15 days, days to slow the spread. Yep. You know, so yeah. I'll tell you what, at a certain point, maybe Trump says, I agree with the Democratic governors. This catastrophe is is is, you know, is serious and we need an emergency. I'm going to invoke 51 to ensure the continuity of government. They're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It's not that bad. No, no, no. It's good. No more masks. We're good. What they'll do is, <laughs> listen, like it, like they mentioned over on the, this article, what they'll do is they'll, co- Congress will invoke the National Emergencies Act, which gives them oversight over presidential emergency powers. Ah. What will happen is they'll argue they have authority. Trump will argue he has authority. And then I lines will form. I got this. Ready? S- no, can I get my foot? Yeah. Civil War. Yeah. Aliens. Civil, civil Maybe War. Maybe both. Yeah. Maybe both. both. Maybe both. And some popcorn. Maybe needs. that will be the final unifier. We'll like we're right, right. We'll start running at each other, and then the the sky will light up, and we'll be like, "Whoa!" The UFO comes down, and then like starts spinning in front of me. A proud boy and Antifa will link arms and go, "Let's do this!" Let's and do they'll this. turn and they're like, do, 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 and they're shooting. <laughs> the proud boy's got like a, an, an AK and he's shooting at the aliens, and Antifa are throwing mortars. Yeah, and they all team up, united against the alien threat because the aliens i guess are some kind of political ideology that both oppose the aliens are liberals there you go (laughs) the far right and the far left are like no liberals moderates and they go up against them (laughs) moderates i don't you know what man uh a lot of people have asked me when i tweeted about this like technically trump could do anything he wants if he invokes these emergency powers yeah i don't think he will because i think the true intent of 51 is like when you wake up and, you know, the White House has been wiped off the map by some kind of crazy, you know, rod, what, what do they call them? Rods, tungsten rods from God. Yeah, the tungsten rods. It like slams in the White House. Boom, like DC is gone. And you're like, what's the government? And then whoever is like 87th in line of succession for the presidency <laughs> invokes Directive 51 to like balance out the government because everything's been purged. Okay. Like the division, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if you guys are familiar with the game, the division. That's the the, the storyline basically. Mm-hmm. The virus. What, what, what in in that game in the first one, the virus wiped out just New York, right, or it hit everywhere. I think it's it, the ground zero was New York. I I don't. It's been a long time since I played that game, so I don't remember how widespread it was. But in in the second game, I mean, DC was wiped out too. Right. So, yeah, sure. and there's like nothing left. Yeah, they spread so, the they spread it on the the bills and just released it on Black Friday. I think the the real idea of what Directive Fifty One is, it's like. 
90% of the population is gone, the city is in ruins, and some dude in a backpack is like, I'm, you know, 37 millionth in line of succession for the presidency. Yeah. Because he's like, he worked in the mailroom in like a post office <laughs> yeah. somewhere. Elect, and, duly elected postal yeah, he's worker, a, he's though. he's a postal commissioner du- or something. Duly elected. He's a, he's a postal <laughs> ombudsman from like a small town in, in you know, Arizona or something in a yeah. desert town. And now it's, it falls on. He gets a phone call one day, and they're like, I guess it's you. Like, we went down the list, 40 million people. and You are the designated survivor, yeah. sir. <laughs> Some guy. Come with like, us, president. Yep. <laughs> but I, th- I think the idea is, like, it's supposed to give you a framework if the country has truly been destroyed. I think it's more, m- more likely that, I mean, we're clearly divided right now. We, th- there's, this, there's this line that they're trying to drag through the sand and force everyone on either side of it. And it's like, vote for Trump or vote for us or you're cut out. And it's like, if we actually do have to go to war with China, if this, if this does escalate to a world war, and we can't be bickering amongst ourselves. We, we need to unify and, and actually, and, and he would have to do that. And that's, that's what I think would be the more you know, realistic way of, of it happening. Right. Be like, I, right, I got to do this because we, we got to stop this because look at, look at what they're doing. There's, so my, there's my, war going on. My question is if you, if, if Trump was like, everybody, we have to come together, you know, China, it's bad. We're going to war. Yeah. And then you were brought into a room and there was like an Antifa guy and they sat you down and they said, okay, Adam, okay, Mr. Antifa, we need to unify because of this shared threat. We'll ag- how, how about you both agree to only stripping rights from some minorities? Would you agree to that? No. It, it, I, well, to be fair, look, the, the progressives in California want to take away civil rights protections. So we have to compromise. So which civil rights protections are you willing to, to strip from marginalized people? None. Well, it looks like we're not going to be able to unify, are we? The polarization in this country is that extreme. That's a good point. I mean, I was it, ta- it's, it's pretty insane that... that there's a line of of being just of actually taking away the rights that they themselves fought for not them uh, no no you're you're there the 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 shoulders they're standing on that's who i'm talking about they're 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 not giving due respect to those people and that is a shame you know and so answering that question it's tough i don't want to take anyone's rights away they earned those rights we all earned those rights maybe not maybe not me but that's when i look at the flag I know what was was put into that flag to show, you know, where we are now. So with with what's going on, you know, one of the things I've often talked about is how they've been expanding the language of civil rights in a lot of states and cities, particularly uh, particularly around gender identity. Okay. And one of the things I've often said is that it's it's some people call it like circle circle theory or horseshoe. The closer you get to one side, it goes the other way. Well, yeah, yeah. The more they try to expand civil rights, the more they actually take rights away because they need there needs to be a limit to to guarantee certain protections to certain groups. So the easiest way to explain it is if they're going to say that you can play in any league you want, any sport league based on how you identify, then the initial protections females had, you know, specifically are removed because now anyone can play against anyone again. Right. So we start with like track. And men dominate it. So they say, okay, we'll make a specific group just for for women. Mm -hmm. Then they say the definition of women has changed. And now biological males are women. Therefore, well, then that protection is no longer existent. Yep. Because now all you've done is had, you know, A tier, B tier, C tier track track teams. Well, if I I was a woman and and in sports, I would be pissed about that. 
Oh, and a lot, and, and they're suing, and a lot are, and they're yeah, challenging Tom Line and stuff. Yep. But I bring this up specifically to say, under the guise of expanding civil rights, they've actually begun to remove civil rights. And then they argue that, you know, but white females are privileged or whatever, and that they start changing the science and arguing about it. And now we've literally come to the point where they're actually rescinding. They voted to strip away California's civil rights legislation from their constitution. Craziness. Now, I don't want to keep rehashing that conversation. The point is, as we get closer and closer to some kind of conflict, Trump delaying the election, whatever happens, is there a point at which you, all of you watching, would would happily sit down with one of these progressives when they say, okay, let's compromise. I vote that we take away those rights. You're going to be like, whoa, no, absolutely not. Well, you got to compromise on something, right? We got to meet halfway if we're going to come together to go up against a greater enemy. But I don't think that's part of the problem. I think we should absolutely keep bringing it up, keep talking about it until it gets overturned when it for when we vote. Because people don't. You even said it yourself. You you talk to these people on the left that uh, you know. Oh, you know about affirmative action. Do you know how they're trying to repeal it? No, what are you talking about? Well, they're not trying to repeal. What do you mean? Well, they're they're trying to amend it. Excuse me. They're trying to repeal. There's nothing to do with affirmative action. I know it doesn't, but that's right. that's what they're calling it, though. They'll say... That's the problem. Would you be in favor of restoring affirmative action in California? Yes or no? It's like... Well, and then define you, it. Define restoring. So, what so exactly here, are you doing? Like, well, they're striking well, certain words here, from it. Here's how like the polling would work. The pollster would say, are you in favor of supporting the affirmative action amendment to allow affirmative action in California? They would say yes. Then they would publish it saying... 75% support stripping civil rights law from the Constitution. Right, exactly. Because they, they don't know what they're talking about. That's well, no, it's the it's, problem. What, what I'm specifically referencing is how the, the question is framed specifically so that you end up supporting something you, other word, you know, in, in, in any other terms, oppose. Right. So this, if we're sitting in the room and someone, and I'm sitting with Mr. Antifa on the other side of the room, and they go, well, how about this? What about this? Would you agree to at least compromise and repeal or not repeal whatever whatever they're doing? You know, they're what are they just striking some a, a couple sentences? Yeah, right. So it's well, it's actually a a, a big section. Yeah, it's a chunk, yeah. but it's it should stay. I'm willing to bet you put most people on the other side that are on the left in that room, and you explain it all to them. Most of them are going to be like, "What? No, I don't want that." And the problem is when I talk to my friends uh-huh. who are like hardcore progressive leftists and say something like, would you be in favor of this? They're like, no, that's ridiculous. When they look it up, all of the news outlets say it's affirmative action. They don't tell you what the bill actually does. Exactly. But, but that's not. That's Again not, with the news outlets. But I that's can't the, stand them. Right, right. But that, that's not the, point, the reason I'm bringing this up. The point I'm, I'm bringing up is I don't believe that how widespread intersectionalism is. There is a compromise because intersectionalism is incompatible with liberalism. And I mean true liberalism, like John Locke, the the foundation of this country, the consent of the governed, freedom of speech, expression, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Intersectionalism is incompatible with American values. Seems like it. When you you literally... So one of the reasons why we have civil rights law is because the words of the Declaration of Independence, the words of the Constitution, forced it to occur. You know, people argue, hey, hey, if you think all men are created equal, then yep. you have to get rid of slavery. And people were like, oh, yeah, that's it. he's right. Absolutely. And we did. And then you had really amazing people, Booker T. Washington, Frederick Douglass, who yep. are like, about those freedoms you claim to support. Yep. And then a bunch of people were like, that's a good argument. You're correct. We yep. were wrong. Mm-hmm. And then the bloodiest war ever was fought to end it. Yep. 
So now we've ended up to the point where you even have the Supreme Court arguing you can't discriminate based on gender identity. Well, no, you can't skip past, past Martin Luther King in the 60s and what, what they went through, the Civil Rights Act, because that is that is a, another right. step. That That's what a lot of they're trying to take away that legacy. And people don't realize that. And that's the key. Like, we, we can't just skip over that because that's huge. They, you know, because they weren't they weren't created equal at that point. You know, they were there was still segregation. There was still the discrimination. Laws the laws weren't right. right, exactly. And that's what affirmative action was. It was stopping that. It was making it clear that all men are truly created equal. Period. And that men is a reference to human beings. Human not beings. Males. That that's correct. Well, also. now they want to change all that. Right. They want to strip away those rights that were granted. And again, I, I'm not trying to keep rehashing that argument. I'm talking specifically about the context of war, conflict, civil conflict, international conflict. How would you sit in a room with someone who says straight up, I do not believe in this country. I believe this country should be destroyed. And I think your values are evil. Well, that's that's assuming that 50% are on this side and 50% are on that side. Well, that I will never, I, I, I don't see that it's at not, all. No. I it's know a, it's not. No, That's no, what no, I'm no. saying. It's, it's assuming there's a small portion over here that feel that way, and they can they can go live in another country if and they want. And that's the exact same thing that happened during the revolution. The the, the the mistake is that what's actually happening is zealous armed factions uh-huh. are the ones engaging right now, and there are people in the CDC, at least 10 percent, who signed a letter demanding that they declare racism a public health emergency. The army has an office, the office of diversity, that all of these major brands are supporting this, and whether or not the individuals do. They have given, they've, they have bent the knee specifically to this. Every major league sport now coming out, bending the knee, literally bending the knee. That's what's so hilarious about it. They were like, get on your knees. And they said, okay, and did it. And there, are there enough of the fringe far left extremists to wage an insurrection of, of a, a, you know, a legitimately crazy scale? And I think most people will do nothing and say, leave me alone. And it'll come down to who wins. And I hear this all the time from people saying that like, you don't understand, Tim. The military and the police would side with Trump in two seconds. It'd be the shortest civil war in history. And I'm like, have you ever actually gone to these military bases and talked to some of these people? I know some who say this have, and maybe their buddies in the military are, you know, more conservative. But I've met tons of cops who would be like, I'll just do whatever I'm told. We've seen it. Two cops went and arrested gym owners because the Democratic governor said to. So if Trump said, Directive 51 is being invoked because we're going to go war with China and COVID, you know, destroyed this country. And then one Democratic governor instructs the National Guard or the police to do something unconstitutional or defy Trump. They'll do it. It's not it's not about whether or not there's enough fringe leftists. It's that we're already seeing it. Kate Brown can deploy her secret police and no one cares. So that that's enough. Well, there's a difference between where we're at now and what that would mean, because, you know, there's still some semblance of order and when what what you're suggesting when he enacts you know directive 51 order would go out the window and then suddenly they'd be like let's go ag-. because everyone would hear him say it or if not i mean most i i would assume most policemen pay attention to the news and you know actually watch trump's speeches so they would probably hear it and they would probably be like, all right, we're, if we're going to war. And then all of a sudden the governor calls and be like, no, don't worry about China. Worry about the, the feds. I have a feeling that, again, I, I'm just using my own knowledge, my own assumptions of, of the general American public. They're going to be like, OK, we know that we're going to war. Why are we fighting each other still in New Jersey? Especially was, when it's just a minority. Like I know you said it, they, they've infiltrated everybody this far left. They're they're. There. It's not even about that necessarily. Okay. So, so I was at a gun shop 
And I was asking, like, what do I need to know in terms of laws for, like, you know, buying the gun, bringing it home? And we got to talking, and they told me a story about a woman who lived in Philadelphia. For those that aren't familiar, uh, where we live in South Jersey, it's, like, very, very close to the Philly metro. It's Philly suburbs. And about an hour from Philadelphia is Atlantic City on the east coast of South New Jersey, which is basically east coast Vegas. Like, a lot of the same restaurants, a lot of the same casinos, just, you know, east coast style. This woman lived in Philadelphia— and Pennsylvania has better gun laws. She had a concealed carry permit, and she made the mistake of not checking the laws. And she was like a new, you know, relatively new gun owner. She was driving to Atlantic City to go to the casino, and she gets pulled over. And the cop comes up to her, and he says, how are you doing, ma'am? And she says, because she was taught this at her school, to inform the officer that she's armed. And she said to the officer that she was concealed carrying, and he says, okay, ma'am, can you step out of the vehicle for me? You're under arrest, felony charge, four-year minimum. Fortunately, I guess the NRA stepped in and got the charges dropped. and It was a big scandal. That's the story they told me. I don't know if it's true or not. Okay. I bring it up because the Second Amendment is clear. The, 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 the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This woman was legally carrying a weapon as Pennsylvania, as far as Pennsylvania was concerned. And she hopped over a bridge and all of a sudden this cop said, I don't care about the Constitution or the laws. Hmm. You're under arrest. Felony charge. I don't equate. I don't equate all cops to any one story about any cop i refuse to do it i, so, I know so when i know a, cops personally so when across the friends country, that are cops when across the country they've been ticketing and arresting people for violating the edicts of governors that violate the constitution what do we call it I'm, they're following orders sure because that's but that's not that's not the same as if the president said we're about to go to war i'm enacting this directive 51 we got to come together so we can we can f- go against this enemy this threat Head on together. That's then, not that's not where we are right now. That's not where we've been. People are afraid of this pandemic or what was a pandemic. You know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Now there's riots. Now the cops are afraid to even be cops because here's, here's, they're being attacked. You know, this is an unprecedented time. You know, you you can't just like apply this blanket thing. Like, sure, yeah, the 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 story of the one cop who was like, "I'm just following orders. You're arrested." One cop? Uh, of you just told me a story about this woman in the New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I know. And, I know. And, and yeah. Sure. Gym. You can give me all these examples. So, so how but can I you? Still personally how can know cops that won't do that out of thin air? I'm not making ar- anything up out of thin air. What are you talking about? How can you make up out of thin air what you believe a cop would do when all the evidence is to the contrary, and we have very little evidence of them actually standing up for the Constitution? Because we've been talking for months about the media and what they portray and what they give us, what stories they string along and push out into the the open. So of course we're hearing about all the bad cops i know personally good cops that would not do that you're right i know that there's stories out there of good cops that that will that are not doing mandating the mask they're not they're like we're not going to be the mask and there's and there's the sanctuary cities in virginia where the sheriffs were like nope right exactly the point is it will not be every cop saying you're right trump we're with you it's going to be split down the middle of a bunch of cops saying i'll do whatever i'm told by my boss and a bunch of other cops saying, I'll do what the Constitution mandates. So when Virginia tried to pass these laws that would seize guns, the sheriffs were like, not on my watch. But then a bunch of other places, they're like, I'll just arrest you and charge you the felony. I don't care what the Constitution says. There's a lot of cops who don't care about doing what's right. They care about having a job. I mean, you look at Chicago. This is actually really funny. When I was reading about the launching of these new units, okay. the, the, they, they talked about on Fox 32 disbanding one of their, uh, one of their units because... It had been engaging in robberies and home invasions. So, like, 
those cops right away are like mob cops. Sure. Those are like the worst of the worst. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that th- there's cops out there that, that won't fall in line, that won't go, okay, we're going to follow the president who is the, the top dog as far as who, who runs the, like that. He kind doesn't of- run the states. And he doesn't run the local okay, departments. Okay, good, good point, good point. But they're, like, they're going to ask their boss what to do. And, mm-hmm. and what you also have to understand is that there are people who don't know anything about what's going on. And so you'll meet a cop and you'll ask them, like, how do you feel about what's going on? And they'll be like, I don't know, man, these riots are crazy. Yet they'll still gladly arrest you for a felony charge for, for carrying a weapon in one of these states. They call one of the, the seven evil states, I guess, that, that have these ridiculous restrictive laws that fly in the face of the Second Amendment. There's arguments about what it means to be able to bear arms, but New Jersey literally doesn't allow you to bear arms. Well, they do, but you got to jump through. No, you can't. A, t- a bunch of hoops. No, you can't. Oh, not at all. You can't. Not at all in New Jersey. Ah. You can only, so the argument is that you're allowed to bear arms if, well, no, no, actually, no, you're literally not allowed to, period. Really? Yeah, the weapon's got to be secured, separated from ammunition in its case, and you can only drive it to and from a range or hunting. Hmm. So they argue, but you can hunt, that means you're bearing, right? That's not, so as long as you, no, the point, like, the, 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 ultimately the point is, when we see cops go and arrest gym owners in a small suburb because they wanted to have a few people exercising at their gym, like, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. That's why I don't want to be in this state anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be so, in any blue state. So here's the issue. If we, we've heard from a ton of people when we talk about standing up. They say, you don't understand. I have kids. I have to feed my family. If Trump said he was invoking Directive 51 to secure the election because we're, a war is about to break out and we can't have infighting and, and chaos. Yeah. And then the governor of this state told these officers, you must... Do you think they're going to be like, well, this is the one time I'm going to say I don't care about my family? No, they're going to say, I can't move. I don't have the money. I need food, and I'll do what I, what I can to get food. You take a look at places like Venezuela, where the military literally fire live ammo at teenagers because they're like, if I don't, I can't feed my family. So it's better to be on the side of the government who guarantees me food than to fight with the people who would create a better government, which would give everyone food. You know what I mean? I'm saying that we have no guarantees about what will happen. And there's a good reason to believe that people would split in various factions and we have no idea who would be on whose side. But to assume that people would just be like, there's the president, let's go for it, is, is just, I don't think there's any evidence for that. In fact, there's evidence to the contrary. Reclaiming my time? Yes. Re- reclaiming my, excuse me, Tim. Yeah. I'm, I, it's my, I'm reclaiming my time now. Okay. Take it away. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. I'm reclaiming my time. This is my time. I don't have, my time is very limited. All right. So I'm going to reclaim it. Now, look, I, 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 I don't. I don't have anything. I just wanted to reclaim my time. <laughs> Let's talk about Patreon. <laughs> yes, since we've actually, the time. I, I do. I, I'm going to mention one more thing. Someone sent me this in context to Directive 51. It's called Rex 84. It's oh, got a Wikipedia yeah. entry, really and short. I'm going to give it that much. Okay, I'm not saying it's true, but it's on Wikipedia. Sure, Wikipedia is supposed to be at least somewhat of a decent information aggregator. Okay. Mm-hmm. A Rex 84 is short for readiness exercise 1984 was a classified scenario and drill developed by the United States federal government to detain large numbers of U.S. citizens deemed to be national security threats in the event the president declared a national emergency. The plan was first revealed in detail in a major daily newspaper by reporter Alfonso Charty in July 5th, 1987 edition of the Miami Herald. Possible reasons for such a roundup were reported to be widespread opposition to a U.S. military invasion abroad such as if the U.S. were to uh, directly invade Central America. 
to combat what the government perceived as subversive activities. The plan also authorized the military to direct order direct ordered movements of civilian populations at state and regional levels, according to Professor Diana Reynolds. Existence of a master military contingency plan, of which Rex 84 was a part, garden plot, and similar earlier exercise, Lantern Spike, were originally revealed by journalist Ron Reidenauer, who summarized his findings in an article in Counterspy. They go on to say that contingency plans by the U.S. government for rounding up people perceived by the government to be subversive or a threat to civil order have existed for many decades. For example, from 1967 to 1971, the FBI kept a list of over 100,000 people to be rounded up as subverses dubbed the addicts list. Oh, my, my. This is also on Wikipedia, too. Yeah. This is how you get conspiracy theorists, because the government has plans for this stuff. Yeah. I remember, like, man, 15 years ago, Alex Jones ranting about the FEMA facilities mm-hmm. that are prepared to take in a bunch of subverses and stuff. I don't know a whole lot about it. I just knew the guy used to rant about it all the time. Okay. These could be... I don't know what their sources for this. You know, maybe nobody maintains these. What is this? The Norton Company. What are their sources on all this stuff? The Intercept. Okay, well, the Intercept is real. Mm-hmm. Rex 84. What's their source for this? Uh, I don't know what that is. Archive. What's their first source? Wow, they have three sources. Hmm. Well, I mean, oh, so that, that's old school. South End Press. South End Press. That's how it used to be, right? Better than yeah. most journalists. So this, my, my fear about this kind of stuff, and even with Directive 51, there was there was wording in both of them that said the federal government and in Directive 51, the president can enact it, but then the Congress can enact it also and kind of check the other one, right? In 51? Yeah, didn't In In 51, it says, no, 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 the National, Sec- the National Emergencies Act. Oh, oh, okay. It was a different act. Yeah. But it's basically the same thing, but for Congress instead of the executive yep. branch. Okay. Except if the president declared that he was the coordinator above all branches— then they're going to be like, no, you're not. We have the power. And he's saying, no, you're not. I have the power. And the executive branch is the branch that actually deals with going after, like enforcing laws and things like this. So if there were people loyal to Trump, they'd be like, okay, this is the important factor, man. Matt Taibbi wrote about this, the counting heads phase. And the scenario he describes is you'll, you'll see two black cars speeding as fast as possible through Washington, D.C. Yeah. They'll both crash and then people jump out, run full speed to the, you know, the D.C. police bureau and yell at the cop, arrest this man to the other guy. Yeah. And that's when the authority is challenged. The police are going to be like, uh, and eventually they're going to have to choose who they're going to actually arrest. This is sounding an awful lot like Timfo Wars. But these things are real. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, this is Matt Taibbi's writing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, like, here, here's the no, thing. No, no, I, I get what you're saying, though. What people need to realize is that it's one thing when everything's calm and normal okay. to be screaming about aliens and all this other stuff. It's another thing when we're experiencing an economic shutdown, 130 some odd days, massive economic collapse, potential war with another country. We are in unprecedented times. Yes, we are. At this point, to speculate as to whether or not the president will declare a national emergency to enact emergency executive authority is not outside of the realm of possibility. I agree. It's, in fact, I would argue it's poten- it's very likely. Well, especially when the his direct opponent also is. I don't know if can we even talk. I mean, the whole Obamagate thing is like it's yeah. pretty insane with the, right? with the actual proof that they have of them colluding to. And bring Bill him down. Bill it's Barr insane. has just said he will not wait until after the election to reveal Durham's inve- Dur- the Durham report, the investigation. And there's two people investigating the whole thing too. Right. It's very possible that in October, Durham releases his, or maybe even September, yeah. releases his report, and it says, 
Obama was involved. Biden was involved. These are criminal actions. There's going to be indictments. All of this crazy stuff, yeah. which triggers a massive wave, riots, whatever. Who knows? Maybe not. It's also possible the Durham investigation says, you know what? Nothing happened. Yeah. I really don't think so, considering the conf- you know the confirmed report that's come out. But maybe. Well, I mean, I, I still hold hold to the fact that I think Biden's going to retire at the end of August. I think the DNC is going to, because it's not over yet, once there's like a day or two left, they're going to be like, well, Biden is actually slipping. You all see, he's an old guy. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to let him go, and he's gonna retire. So, good, th- good on you. Thanks for holding the place while we've done while this country has been ravaged. Thanks. Let's let's. Let, I'll make one very important point. Over the past almost four years, wow, longer than four years, man. When the start of the Russia allegations against Trump, you know, in 2015, I think yep. it was. Mm-hmm. The mainstream media has been telling us that our president was secretly colluding with Russia to subvert our government. That is one of the most insane things I have ever heard. Going so far as MSNBC actually hosted a guy who said Trump may have been, you know, a Russian asset, he, he believes, since 1984. <sighs> wow. Well, but he was like, maybe not. But it's like, why would you even entertain? That's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe not. Now, Wait, what? Now, Either you have proof or you don't. Saying something like that—that's insanity. So, so let's especially let, when they prove they've proved that all of this is BS. Go ahead. Let's weigh the conspiratorialness of the claims. Donald Trump, according to Jonathan Chait, uh, he believes was an asset of the Russian government since the 1980s. Very conspiratorial. The president may enact a national security provision to defend the country because we've had mass death and economic collapse. Okay, that's not a conspiracy. <laughs> that's like, that's just. Will he do it or won't he? Right. He can. Because it's actually an order that uh, whether Bush, or not it, Bush put into play. Whether or not it's constitutional. Right. And there have been others, and apparently a bunch of the information pertaining to Directive 51 is secret. You can't read it. So it like references annexes, like refer to these annexes, and then it's like, oh, but those are confidential. You won't know. <laughs> yep. And I'm not surprised because it's supposed to preserve the country. Yeah. Well, all of this serious talk has got me very eager to talk about something you know a lot less serious. Patreon losing. Oh, yeah. Now, while we can talk about real war and chaos and conflict in China, let's talk about culture war. For those that aren't familiar, Patreon is a subscription service. Most of you probably heard of it. It is a big tech run by uh, a company run by far leftists. They believe all this crazy intersectional stuff like most of these companies do. And they banned a bunch of moderates, conservatives, you know, right individuals. I don't know exactly what to call these people because I'm not going to use false labels on people I don't know. They banned them for hate speech. Some of these were completely, in my opinion, BS. Notably, Sargon of Akkad. You may know Sargon. So he had a Patreon account. I believe he was getting around $10,000 per month from his patrons. Pretty solid. Yeah, people choosing to give him money. Well, some activists dug up a, like, nine-month-old live stream of him at the time. It was very old. And at like the two-hour mark in a four-hour stream, he used the N-word, in a, in, in, uh, ironically, to insult people he thought were racist in a way that he thought would offend them. Okay. Someone sent that clip to Patreon, and they banned his account without warning. And they had already promised before they would never ban people without warning, right? Right, they okay. were They were supposed to be like, hey, don't do this again. So it wasn't on Patreon. It didn't violate their rules, but they banned him anyway, destroying his income. Wow. Now, another user of Patreon, Owen Benjamin, who, according to the Daily Dot, they call him far right. They call him whatever. I don't I don't know any. I really don't know anything about the guy. He got banned for hate speech. 
except he filed an arbitration claim against Patreon. And so did a whole bunch of his, he, he told his patrons to do the same thing. This would have made Patreon front millions of dollars in legal costs. So Patreon sued his patrons. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. Before, before they, they sued back, didn't they change the, their TOS? Yes. They changed their terms so on they, January they, 1st. They all got, Patreon got sued. They got, no, no, they got told they were go, there was going to be an action against them. Oh, okay, okay. So they were prepared. So then changed on the first. Their, their TOS. And, and, the, and guess what? The, t, the, the new term said that if you stay on this platform, then you agree to the terms. Yeah. Which is like unenforceable. Right. So then on the 6th, apparently they filed arbitration claims. Patreon tried arguing they have to pay the costs according to the terms of the website. They argued, no, we don't because we're, you know, we're, we're making claims against you based on the terms as we signed up. Patreon filed a lawsuit against the fans to stop them because this will destroy Patreon. And Patreon lost that motion. So now we are entering what may be one of the greatest get woke, go broke stories of all time. Wow. Patreon trying to enact these woke social justice rules may result in a massive multi-million dollar Silicon Valley startup going belly up. But it also means all of the left wing channels on the platform that, re- that rely on Patreon for their income will lose all of their income overnight. Yep. This is going to be like, man, I did not describe it. There's a big battle going on. And there's a massive bridge collapse on everyone falls off of it. Wow. Yeah, because there's there's like, you know, right wing people use Patreon, too. Yeah. Take a look at this. This is a tweet from Mike Cernovich. He says, update Patreon lost. The judge applied well-established law and denied Patreon's motion cited against them in their lawsuit against Owen Benjamin fans. Patreon will now be forced to arbitrate 100 plus claims and pay upfront fees of up to $10,000 per arbitration. <sighs> and then... To, to drive that spike straight in, Cernovich says, Sargon of Akkad could end Patreon if he had his followers file action similar to the one Owen Benjamin fans did. That's it. That would be the end of Patreon. Do it. And Will Chamberlain added Lauren Southern and Milo too. Now, there's one very important point. Mike Cernovich and Will Chamberlain are both lawyers. Oh. So I'll take their word for it. I didn't know that. He's a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Or both of them are lawyers. Wow. Sargon had thousands of fans on Patreon. Yeah. And most of them, it's my understanding, canceled their accounts when he got banned. Wow. So you can't even try and argue the new terms apply to them. Right, because they left. Because they left immediately before the new terms were enacted. Wow. Every single one of those people could now file arbitration for, I, I guess what Owen's ben- Owen Benjamin's fans said was tortious interference. I mean, even if they are still on Patreon, couldn't they? No. Because of this precedent? Technically. But the... So... I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I know I'm not a lawyer. Right, okay. But my understanding is that Patreon was served notice before they changed the rules that they would be getting oh, okay. these claims. Okay, so now if everyone came forward... They would say, you're only coming forward now that you know. However, it's, and? It's, it, it still might go through. Yeah, right. Because the, 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 the ruling, I guess, is you can't change... Now that Patreon knows they're liable for banning these people... Mm-hmm. The, 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 I, the judge would probably be like, you only changed this because you knew you slighted all these people and don't want to get sued. You can't do that. Yep, exactly. So even no, he did say that, isn't it? Isn't that what the judge said to him? Owen Benjamin's uh, fans gave notice before they changed the terms. Right, okay. So if now you filed a claim, they'd say they had every chance to do so beforehand, like Owen Benjamin's fans. They didn't. It's only after this that they decide to do it. That's not fair to us. But I still think they might lose on the grounds that if I sign up to a site 
and I agree to terms. You can't arbitrarily send me an email saying the, ter- you, the, the terms have changed and you agree to it. Well, especially because Sargon got canceled with no, you know, it was no just warning in the middle of the night. Yep. You're done. Yep. Cut out. All your income lost. Yep. And they had done this to other people like Lauren Southern. The important point is, again, not being a lawyer, I, w- I would personally question the legality of me signing up for a website and it says, do you agree to these terms? Yes. And then a month later, getting an email that says, oh, by the way, the terms have all changed. You're on the hook to pay our fees. And if you use the website, you agree. No, I don't think that works. I don't think you can do that. I think you would need to have a new thing appear saying, hey, before you come in, here are the new terms. You must agree to these. I'm not sure exactly what Patreon did, but my understanding is they sent an email out saying, by the way, if you're still using the site after January 1st, you agree to these terms. And the, the, the judge was like, nah, get out of here with that. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. Nah. People signed up to these terms. Those are the terms you wrote. This one's on you. So here's what happens. I like that, Judge. You got all these Sargon fans, Milo, Lauren Southern. Now, I don't know if Lauren Southern's fans you know, will do it. They probably will. I don't, I don't know if Lauren Southern will care to be involved in something like this. She recently started making videos again, but I don't know if she's going to be as heavily culture war as she used to. I think Milo Yiannopoulos and all of his fans are going to just torpedo. It's going to be like open season. And I'm pretty sure Sargon's fans as well. This is the biggest opening in the culture war for a massive counter move against Silicon Valley big tech. Let's do it. Well, I don't, there's Bring no it let's. On. It's that. They can do it. Well, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I can't either. But if, you're, well, if, if this applies to you... Call now. SJ and W lawyers will help hook you up. No, no, no. They'll the, they're, <laughs> no, they're, they're Patreon's kidding. calling SJ and W. No, I know. <laughs> I listened. I listened to this uh, this lawsuit. Um, uh, the case Patreon was arguing to the judge and and Owen Benjamin's lawyers to the judge, and the judge right away was like, you know, I, you're going to lose this. But he he decided to consider some of the facts. Basically, what Patreon's lawyers said, they, I'm pretty sure they said it essentially verbatim. If you side with them, we will be forced to front millions of dollars. They straight up said that? Yeah. But if you do that, we're going to have to pay for what we did. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now, hold on. Throw the book at them. To be fair, there is a sympathetic argument there of being like, we really, really screwed up. They probably don't have a claim, but our company will cease to exist if you side with them. Get and, woke, go broke. And Period. The, and the judge said... Precedence. Did he say get woke, go broke? No. Oh, the, ju- the judge's stance is probably more like, I can sympathize with the fact your company is about to cease. It will no longer exist after this. But the law matters to more than just you. You made a mistake. Now you can live with it. I wonder what's going on right now at Patreon. They're probably all panicking. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, man. I think the founder of Patreon, like Jack Dorsey, like Zuckerberg, these people are <sighs> evil. Yep. I, I, you know, I, I hate using that word, but I use it because they will look into your eyes and lie, sweet, sweet lies, all the time. So the term "sweet nothings," they almost, won't almost tell you the literal truth. nothings. So Jack Conti is the CEO of Patreon, and he put out. So he banned Lauren Southern. Lauren Southern was on a boat in the Mediterranean, and he said that she crossed the line when she said to get in front of some rescue, NGO rescue vessel. It's a very long. It's a long story. I talked to him on the phone, and I was in Vegas at the time, and I was like, I was tweeting about how I'm going to end my Patreon, and 
people didn't know how much money I was making on Patreon at the time because the numbers were private. Okay. And so people could only speculate based on the amount. But I had a few, I had several thousand patrons. So I ended up talking to the CEO and he told me a bunch of things that were just, in my opinion, not true. Okay, like what? Um, well, I can't, I'm not going to, it's a private conversation, you know. Oh, you I, tease. I, I can't, I'm, well, I, I'm not No, gonna, that's fine. No, no, I get it. If, if I go around, you know, spilling the details of every private conversation, I never have another conversation again. I understand. But he did basically say things about Lauren Southern's case, which I did, I think I did talk about, that I was talking to him, I was like, you realize you literally described what she, he was like, if she did these things, we wouldn't have banned her. And I was like, uh, that's literally what she did. Well, I mean, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Listen, the problem is he banned Lauren without notice. There's oh, got, the same as, there's, as Sargon, okay. Right. And so once he banned Lauren, he was like, she can appeal. But then everyone basically said, we're going to quit because we can't risk our income being terminated without notice. Yeah. And so he was like, from now on, we'll give warning. And, and then, then Sargon, Sargon got erased <laughs> yeah. overnight. And that's when wow. there was a major revolt. Dave Rubin left. Jordan Peterson left. Sam Harris. Like, Sam Harris is one of the biggest podcasts in the world. And he was like, I'm out. I'm not going to play these games because if they decide to terminate my income, I can't take that risk. Hmm. And now I got bad news for all of you who still use Patreon. I warned you. I did. I said, it's only a matter of time before you face the brunt of what's happening here. Now, likely, you'll be banned. And I told a bunch of people, especially moderates, conservatives, and, you know, even not necessarily political channels that were like anti-SJW. And I said, you need to get off Patreon now. They have shown a complete willingness on more than one occasion to terminate the income of somebody without notice. And that's not fair because the agreement I have is with my patrons, not with Patreon. Why are they getting involved in politics? Good well, guess what's going to happen now? They're going broke. If this really is the end of Patreon, if, if Sargon, all of his thousands of patrons file arbitration claims and they have to front the bill, Lauren Southern and Milo, we're talking about if, if Cernovich is saying that a hundred plus claims is what they're facing. And he said in a live stream, it could be 15 to $20 million because it's not just the, ten, the it's 2,500 to $10,000 uh, upfront for the cost of arbitration plus their own legal fees for their lawyers. Oh, for their own, right. He said it could be 15 to $20 million upfront. Multiply 100 by 10. And then if they lose... Well, they, they might not lose. That's the issue. Okay. But the point is... They still have to pay a, for the if, legal fees. If a hun- right. If 100 people will result in $15 million in costs, what will 3,000 people result in? Yeah. Patreon going or bankrupt more. overnight. Now, here's the best part. Based on what we've seen from other big networks that act as intermediaries between creators and their money, I'd be willing to bet Patreon will steal the money, in my opinion, will, will take the money from the, their, their creators to cover the cost of legal fees. Otherwise, their company doesn't exist anymore. So I'll put it this way. Patreon makes very little money. They, they, they can show on their books ridiculous sums of money because when everyone donates, it goes to Patreon. Then Patreon has his massive bank account and then pays it all out and goes right back down. However, if all of the money comes in at once and Patreon is holding, you know, $100 million, they have to pay out $99 million, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's money supposed to go to the creators from their fans. But Patreon's facing this major lawsuit. They're holding the money. First, they're going to pay their legal fees. All of that money they're holding will disappear and then they'll tell the fans, sorry. 
It happened that before. Sounds so brutal. Oh, it happened already somewhere. There was a multi With Patreon. No, oh, okay. a multi-channel network. These are big companies where YouTubers will sign up, and YouTube AdSense goes to the company first, and then to you. One of these companies went out of business, and so when all the money from YouTube went to their company, and they filed and they and they declared like bankruptcy or whatever. I don't I don't remember what they did, but they were shutting down. None of the YouTubers got their money because Real. the money was the company's. Yeah. And the company considered the money owed to the creators as liabilities that they could not pay out. So they used the YouTubers' money to pay their salaries. And my, I'm, I, I believe, in the best of my, you know, I'm very careful. We're <laughs> dealing pretty with legal bold, matters. yeah. So in, in my understanding of the case, and I could be wrong about this, so fact check, was that they took the money to cover their own losses. Yeah. And then all the YouTubers were like, yo, where's our money? It's gone. So what do you think Patreon's going to do when they're faced with something similar? They're going to need to find very quickly 20, I mean, right now, $15 million, which I doubt they have. Who knows? That may, maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. Maybe they'll find some venture capitalists to try and save them or buy them. And they're going to have to cover the cost of all of this. Nah, I, 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 I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I think they're going under, man. I don't know, I man. It, it does the seem. The dominoes are starting to crumble for the, the get woke, go broke. It seems too it's, good to be true, though. True. That Patreon would, would, would collapse because of this. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now, Patreon lost. They did. They're going to have to front the legal fees. And here's the best part. That the judge, that judge, props to that judge, flicked the first domino down. Well, he's just helping the law. Exactly. So here's Boom. the thing. Don't get your hopes up. Other people have pointed out that it's going to be a big waste of money for everyone involved to file against Patreon. Right. And then, you know, it's it's... You've always got to take these things with a grain of salt, because I'm sure there's going to be some lefty lawyer who's going to argue why Patreon will be fine. But here's my assessment. Based on Patreon's own lawyer saying to the judge, if we lose, we will be on the hook for millions of dollars, and them losing, I would bet that Cernovich is right. I think so, too. He's a lawyer, too, so I'll defer to him. But I heard the Patreon lawyer say it. We will have to front millions of dollars if we lose this. That's a lot of dollars. So the, the, the Patreon was trying to argue that this was an attack against them, that Owen Benjamin's fans knew that if they filed because of this law, it would force California, it, it, uh, California would force them to pay the costs. Oh, oh you, you mean hold them accountable for what they what they illegally did against their own terms of service? Well, now by booting these people, without- I don't know. I don't know about illegally because you, they, they could boot whoever they want. OK, the issue is the so it's like these people want their twenty dollars back. And so they're going to arbitration over it, demanding it. <laughs> and that means they have to give you know, me a, give me my twenty dollars back that I some, gave I gave to uh, Owen Benjamin. And then you severed the contract, and now where, right. where where where's my you know my goods aren't going to come right? I see. Yeah. Apparently, there's another big factor here in that by changing the terms of service to try and prevent these suits, it was see, now that's dirty. Right, may, may have been illegal. I'm not yeah. sure. Again, not a lawyer, but Cernovich did a live stream about this where he said it was unconscionable or something. You know, like it's a legal term. Yeah, okay. I I can't, I can't remember exactly what he said. Dirty. That's the loyal, you know, the you lawyer know, talk for it was dirty. Trying to trick people in thinking they don't have a, a way to take you know legal action against you. Right. We'll see what Sargon, Lauren, and Milo do. Yeah. But more importantly, it doesn't matter what they do. It matters what all of the patrons who canceled their accounts last year do. Yeah. Because if they all decide, I want my money back because I spent money and didn't get what I wanted because Patreon did this, Patreon owes me that money back. And Patreon's foot in the bill. So if, if you're one of those people, I mean, why if I, if I was one of those people and I gave money to Sargon 
And you still have to file the, the claims, though, which might cost money. Oh, okay. Yeah, so apparently only 100 or so people from Owen Benjamin's fan base did mm-hmm. this. I don't, I don't, again, like, I don't know a lot about the guy. I know that people are going to try and claim I'm defending him. I don't know who he is, okay? Owen, but, Owen Benjamin? Yeah, apparently he's like an offensive comedian or something. I don't know who he is. They, they, Daily Dot called him alt-right. I don't know anything about the guy. I have to be careful because the media likes to lie a lot, but that's what they've said. The point is, how many people would be willing, would be bored enough to actually do it? I'd be willing to bet enough. I was just going to say, there's not a lot of jobs right now. A lot of people are stuck at home doing nothing. Well, you know what the crazy thing is? What? I don't, based on everything I've heard about this, I do believe it may sound too good to be true because even if you're going to lose an arbitration, you can still force them to front the costs. That's a good point. So what if you have, what if, what if you know you're going to lose? That's another thing that Patreon's lawyers argued that these people know once it goes to arbitration, they have no case, but they still have to pay the fees up front. So could anybody just file a claim? And even if they have no case, I guess there's got to be some kind of standing. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't do it. Right, right, right. No, but I mean, like, I've never been on Patreon. So what about all of my patrons? You know, what about me personally? Yeah. I lost a bunch of patrons because they started ban when they banned Lauren, people got mad when they banned Sargon, people got mad. But then once Sam Harris left, and Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson, banning Sargon lost me patrons because Sargon and I have some subscriber overlap. Okay. But then once it was Sam Harris, Jordan Peterson, and Dave Rubin, all of a sudden I ended up losing like a massive portion of my patrons. And I had no choice but to set up alternatives like, hey, wait, go here. I'll be here. I know you guys want to leave Patreon. So I ended up losing a mm. lot. Wow. Yeah. So does, is, is Patreon on the hook for that? Arguably no. But those people who canceled from my account and from other accounts because of this, yeah. maybe. Hmm. I wouldn't know. Anyway, we'll see how that plays out. But for now, we will go to Super Chats. If you have not already, make sure you... Super Chats. Yeah, smash the like button. Yeah, smash that like button. Yeah, I was... I was you were chilling? Yeah, I'm chilling. chilling. <laughs> I was t- well, I was thinking I, I was excited about Super Chats. I'm like, ah, oh, Super Chats. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Smash the like button. But smash the like button. Yeah, I mean, Subscribe. And I'll, I'll spin the UFO for you if you smash the like button. Ooh. And hit the notification bell. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. You can follow at Adam Krigler, Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, And you can follow at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S, on the Twitter and Parlor. But let's jump over to some of, their, some of those super chats. Turkey Face says, there are many stories of legal PA gun carriers getting arrested in New Jersey. Luckily, Governor Christie pardoned most of them. The Hearing Protection Act was supposed to include national carry reciprocity, but haven't heard much of the act since the Vegas shooting. Hmm. Yep. Villa Music Dude says, did you hear, did you guys hear the incident with Austin Tong? The University of Fordham banned him from campus and charged him with a hate crime, bias, intimidating threats for posting a pro 2A pic on Instagram and calling people hypocrites when Dave Dorn died in the riots. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I that's bad. I think I did really? hear about this. There was, he was just standing with a, like a, I don't know, an AR-15 yeah, or something. Yeah, he's like at the range or something. Wow. Franklin Troll says, hey gang, I'm back. Had to take a couple days off to unplug from the nonsense. Did you see Tucker dunk on Republican Jim Jordan for taking donations from Google after grilling the CEO for tech bias? Reform 230. Yep. And, you know, we were just talking about Mike Cernovich. He's also tweeted that Republicans are going to lose badly in November and they deserve it. We'll see if he's right. We'll see if he's right. Maybe he's wrong. Uh. Bryce Jones says, just got here, but what are your thoughts on the censorship of the doctors talking about COVID-19? 
Love the channel. Keep it up. Interesting how fast this video was taken down, but they can't take down other more offensive content. I'm choosing my language carefully on that super chat. Yup. They banned. <laughs> so the crazy thing about the banning of those doctors was that Breitbart was just live streaming a press conference and Facebook banned a news organization doing it, filming a press conference. Right. You don't know what the doctors are going to say. Of Bright- actual doctors. And Breitbart had no idea what they were going to say. It's like, here's a bunch of doctors talking about, you know, COVID. Let's go film them. Yep. They all came to Washington, D.C. to, you know, share their information with the public. Here they are. That's crazy. Yeah. News organizations can't function on these platforms. And the big news organizations are cheering for this. Yeah. They're cheering for their own demise. Well, you know what? They deserve it. Paul McConnell says, I was peacefully protesting. They tried to steal me away. That's a reference to some Antifa guy who was seen on camera fanning flames at the courthouse and then later was interviewed like, they tried to steal me. Mm. It's like, well, maybe if you weren't burning and destroying things. What, and he that, didn't even get arrested? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess not. They tried. He didn't. Paul McConnell says, congrats on 500K. Let's all peacefully Woo! riot about it. Yes, yes, peacefully yes. riot. Peaceful Thank you, everybody, for following and subscribing. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Cole Erdman says, anyone else feel that pressure in the air? Everyone is getting snappy and I feel... Just like animals, we are sensing danger on the horizon. I certainly think so, so, which is why we are leaving New Jersey. I sense it. I mean, not only that, New Jersey is an awful place. I agree. It's been (laughs) awful all time. I've been making fun of New Jersey for 20 years. I'm dead serious. 20 years I've been making fun of. Actually, 25 years I've been making fun of New Jersey because I went to high school in outside of Philadelphia, but on the PA side. Well, now we can get out. And everybody made fun of Jersey. Also, I just, it's (laughs) it's not even necessarily Jersey. I don't want to be near an urban metro. That's a good point, too. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what's going to happen, man. Some people have said to me, ah, it's an election year, you know, and I'm like, I don't know if we've had global pandemics and the U.S. passport becoming basically void in most countries on other election years in my lifetime. Yeah. Maybe we've just been complacent. I don't know, but I think it's going to get crazy. Or maybe there's people that are really afraid of what Donald Trump's going to do to them if he gets elected again. <laughs> just saying. Anthony Sensi says, proud of you, Adam. Tim, you all right, too. I will take all right. Good job, Adam. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to take that. Vesidia says, I can't wait till the moment when mainstream media try, uh, tries Kaylee McEnany over mail-in voting, and she pulls out an actual issue of the New York Times from 10-7-2012. I, tr- uh, I tried find one to send. No luck yet. That's the, that's, it's October, I believe, yeah, October 7th, 2012. Absentee ballot causes problems. The more we embrace mail-in voting, the more problems we get. Boom. The New York Times. Apparently, yeah. they're not evidence. But had, you know what? Don't worry. It's in her binder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had two examples just from today. Two examples of voter fraud? Yeah. Of oh, course. that's right. Yeah, yeah four guys in, in California. LA, yeah. In LA, voter fraud scheme. Homeless guys, yeah. Wow, man. What a mess. CO says, send me your beanies, both of you. Oh, I will not. No. no way. I can't find this anymore. MacArthur says, keep it the good work. I'm definitely more of a conservative than all of you, but I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, because well, I think you. I think if you actually care about America, it doesn't matter if you're a real liberal or conservative. What matters is that there are people who hate America right now, and they're yeah. literally in our cultural institutions saying they hate America and lying yeah. about it, lying yeah. about our history. Mm-hmm. Philip Bacchus says, it is no longer about police brutality, but having full-blown revolution. I mean, their signs literally say revolution, nothing less. Yeah. Jesse Tincher says voted Democrat the last three elections. But because of the Democrats acting crazy and supporting riots, I'm voting Republican for the first time in my life. Great show, guys. Keep up the real news. Appreciate it. We're doing what we can. Dupe de Boop says 
Woo, 1776 donation. Tim helped me wake up in January 2019 with Covington Catholic. Thank you. Trusted you with objectivity since. Also, I think whoever wins in November, the other side will not accept it. Thoughts? P.S. Adam and Lydia, love you too. Thanks, are You are correct. No one's going to accept it. No one. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, I know. That's why I'm like, we need to get out of the metro, urban metro, before November. And we will be. Yep. Very soon. Also, I've been so COVID actually jammed us up. We, we've been trying. I've been trying to expand for a long time before we even started the show. And because of one sale of a building fell through, then COVID COVID happened and it was well, like. And we started the show, and and you work like a madman. So your free time is very we, slim. But when we started the show, I was still having property searches, and and then COVID hit, and everything just froze up. Yeah, yeah. And a bunch of states were like, you can't actually come and look at properties right now. Oh, that's right. And so it's just kind of like, I guess we'll just stay and do our thing for now. It was supposed to be temporary, and you know, now we're all you know about to about to get a bigger facility. Let's see here. Brony Ninja says, I'm going to have a subscribe button body pillow made and send it to y'all. I'm also commissioning my sister to draw some art of y'all. You make you three make politics make sense to me, except when Tim says a bunch of alphabet soup groups keep the good work. (laughs) Yep. ATF, FBI, DEA. Acoustic Theory says Adam puts MAGA beanie on again at 30K likes. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. 30,000 likes right now. Adam will put on the MAGA beanie. Yeah, I'll go get it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go we're get at, the MAGA beanie and put it on. Yeah. We're, we're at 60% of the way there right now. You smash that like button I'll, at 30K likes. I'll, I'll go. I'll get up right now go, and go get my MAGA beanie and put it on. <laughs> I think Guaranteed. That, how about we make that a rule? Sure. Every time we hit 30K likes, Adam puts on a MAGA beanie. All right. That's awesome. That way, if you, want, if you want the beanie on. If you, you want get, me to put the MAGA beanie on, I mean, I will. Don't, don't you know get me wrong. You know what to do. Rogue Fox says, people don't seem to understand that federal agents don't conduct riot control. They see a group or mob doing these things and go in to make them rethink their life decisions. Yeah. Uncle Juan says, I heard some Vietnam-era Democrats the other day talk about how they hope riots come to our area so they can teach all the Republicans a lesson. It's no longer just the far left. Now it's middle-class Democrats hoping for violence. Wow. Older, older, I'd, I'd imagine a lot of older guys are probably thinking like, don't bring it to my neighborhood. I don't care no, who we're, you are we're or what you are. seeing that right now. What, this is what I've been saying. They're going to go into the small neighborhoods and Whoa. people are going to be like, get out. We just jumped 4K that's likes what, in like 10 seconds. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Smash that like button. I'll go, I'll go get the hat. The I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> joking. I don't know if it'll be enough. We'll Eagle I'll 99 says, hi, Tim. I asked you in your post today about leaving areas of concern. Should people move from cities to where? I'm not going to give anybody advice on where they should go, or what they should do. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Right. I'm, I am in the suburbs of a major ur- urban metro, Philadelphia, yep. and I do not want to be here. The only thing that we re- everybody needs to be doing is, is doing the research of what's actually happening in this country. Know who your governor is. Know who your mayor is. Know who, you know, everyone that you could vote for, everyone that actually represents who you are, where you're living. If you don't know the name of your governor, that's a problem. Yeah, man. If you don't know the name of your senator or your representative, that's a problem. And if that's the case, if I'm talking to you and, and you don't, figure that out. See who's actually representing you. We're, because Trump is, is the one on top we're already that they're six, blaming. 6,000 likes yeah, man. Yeah. in like 30 seconds. But, but don't forget what I just said. Yeah. F- do that. Do that research. Figure out who's representing you and see what they're actually about. That, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, man. Moving anywhere or not. It's important. Airgar says, check out the document PA550104. 
human uh, human factor consideration of undergrounds and insurgencies. It was written for the U.S. Army in the mid '60s. Most of it is centered around communist insurgencies. Very interesting. Someone mentions breaking cop who shot Michael Brown is not getting any charges. Prepare for riots in St. Louis again. This is interesting because they already uh, they already cleared him. I actually have the newspaper right over there where it says no charges for Wilson and yeah. Michael Brown case. They yeah. re- re-reviewed it and said, nope. Yeah, I read the, I, I, I know all about that court case now. I looked through the whole thing because I, I, I wanted to know more about it. And I, it's not what they say it is. You know, that's crazy. Paul Bedard says, Research. I think Trump is trolling the media on delaying the election. If they try to play up the second corona wave, they're setting up the stage for him to delay the election. He has no intention to delay the election, in my opinion. It's a good point. A lot of people have said it's like a big ask. Exactly. Where it's like they keep saying there's going to be a second wave. We better lock down. So Trump goes, I guess we'll have to postpone it. Yeah. And they're, and they're so that they'll go, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Nope, nope, don't do that. Exactly. Don't, do that. don't invoke Directive 51. Cloudy Commentary says, Portland council person Joe Ann Hardesty is the puppeteer of Mayor Ted Wheeler. She was Portland's NAACP president two years ago until she became Portland Council. A video of her talking to our local Marxist propaganda arm, KGW News, today. Interesting. Interesting. Your lo- local Marxist propaganda arm. <laughs> Caleb Warden says to the critical think tank, did you see in Seattle that from the second quarter of housing, the second quarter of housing marketing, over 6,000 residents are in the process of selling their homes. It's 15 times higher than last year. Seattle won't be the last. And then he says, Tim greater than Rogan. Oh, Trump 2020, spin it. That is an honor. We need less than 4,000 more likes for Adam to go get the MAGA The only thing that you should be saying right now is thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for sure. 26. Yes, absolutely. That is is a great compliment. That was a huge compliment. Huge compliment. But yes, we're uh, we're very close to Adam putting the MAGA bean. You just need... I'll go get it. I'm serious. 3,000... 841 more likes. Woo. Oh, now it changed again. Oh. Eldon Taylor says, I'm a paramedic instructor and watching these anti medics, they have conducted inappropriate medical care and it's apparent they are not trained medical personnel. They are lay persons claiming to be medics. Yep. Well, of course, that's why they use red duct tape to put crosses on their arms. Yeah. And, then, and then it's funny. See, I'm a medic. Here's the best part. When they get arrested, mm-hmm. they're like, you're violating the Geneva Conventions. You can't target people with crosses. And it's like, dude, you're you're just a regular dude to put a cross on your shirt. I don't think the cop cares. It doesn't work that yeah. way. He's not going like, well, look, duct tape. I better not arrest him. Uh, then everybody would just do it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Lewis says, the 32% figure gleefully broadcast by the media is an annualized total. We would need three more quarters of 9% GDP drop. The correct amount for the larger number to be true. So it's 9%. That makes a lot more sense. Mm. Zachary uh, Zachary says, Directive 51, Area 51. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> We're getting really close to 30K, bro. You're going to have to get the Maga Beanie soon. Cool, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Smash that like button. Smash it. I'll put the Hulk hands on too. The Hulk hands. Oh, I'm going to get them. I'm getting them. Spork Witch <laughs> says, Lefter's response to aliens. Doom Eternal gets it. Earth is the melting pot of the universe. The cleansing of Earth is a necessary step on the path to a brighter tomorrow. Remember, demon can be an offensive term. Remember, <laughs> refer to them as mortally challenged. Okay. That was actually <laughs> yeah. in Doom, right? Because that's that's kind of funny. That's, Yo, that game is legit. But yeah. this person gets it. Clearly making a point. That was yeah. Alex Jones We're two thousand two thousand likes away from you. Have to put in the Maga beanie on. Oh yeah. Wait. Grayson Meyer says this right here is for my soy boy Adam. 
Love your thoughts, man. I'm trying to make veganism less of a lefty thing and more of an independent thing like it should be. Yeah. Go buy some tiger wings and beer on me. You are, you all are rad. Thank oh, you. Thanks. Appreciate Thank you very it. much. It's funny, though, because I, I don't really have that much soy. I know it's like soy Jesus, but I'm like, I... I, I prefer wheat gluten. It's it's wheat gluten Jesus. Satan. Yeah, Satan. No, I, I don't want to perpetuate Jesus. any sort of nickname that goes with <laughs> soy or Jesus. Satan Adam. I yeah, you could just call me Adam, whatever. No, but anyway, too. I want to smash the like button. You guys are stopping me. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> 28k. I we need two more, two more thousand. 1498. Oh, come on. And I'll put on the magabini. Someone, someone, they, they were sh- sharing a oh screen goodness. grab of you wearing the maga beanie, and people were all like, cheering online. Smashed. They were like, Adam Krigler literally put on a maga beanie. That, that, that like button has been smashed. Fully smashed. Fully yeah. smashed. So, just saying. People love the beanie. All right, let's see where are we at now. I think we read that one, <laughs> and YouTube just jumped on me. You gotta love when that happens. Oh like, yeah. Here's some super chats, and it just jumps twenty feet down. E says, if Biden and Obama go to jail, Hillary and Bill are next. Lynn and Evelyn, uh, the, the dominoes will fall, and it will be the collapse of the global civil- civilization. Jimmy Grenier says, hey, Tim, love from Quebec. Just thought you might be interested by this. If any of you got a, uh, an Apple phone, pick it up and ask. I'm not going to read the first part. What's the definition of a demon? Well, that's because there's an old slang term from New Zealand. I'm fighting a sneeze where demon is like an, uh, a detective or an investigator. Yeah. So it comes up in Google demon is a cop there was a i i talked about this on twitter oh, and oh. there was countless people from new zealand that were like i've never heard of this before yeah I, I bet and australia like everyone was like i my i think i don't know what this is i think i've never heard this i think you better go get that beanie whoa, whoa, whoa. don't jump don't jump <laughs> ahead man i have to see 30k and i'll go get it but we're like we're four we minutes a couple more four minutes mi- yeah only yeah. four minutes left that's fine yeah whatever Stugit says, the left hates America, so let's ditch Republican and Libertarian for Americans. Mm -hmm. It's the far left and the rest of us Americans. Are you voting for Biden or a straight American ticket in November? America. No, that's actually a really good idea because they won't call themselves Americans. You're right. The far left will be like, F you, no. Yep, exactly. And remember how they did the the, the big campaign about it's okay, you know, the, the white thing to be white? Yeah. And then there was a sign put up and it's triggering everybody to claim it's white supremacy. What if you said the American party? Yeah, the American Party. Well, I like that a lot. I mean, I, I said it. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, I gotta go do some. Thirty oh. thirty thousand likes back. have been reached. Adam is going to get the Magabini. Adam That's it. will be returning. It's been shortly. it's it has been done. Wow. Perhaps we should we should we should mention this more We're often do in that the show. Every night. That's amazing. Yeah. If if we sh- we get thirty thousand shares. Ooh. Wait, how about thirty thousand oh. dollars? <laughs> Impossible. If everybody super chats but one dollar, <laughs> yeah, Adam will put on the mug. No, I'm kidding. We got three thousand <laughs> likes. Thank you guys. Adam is running. Go get it. I'll read some more super chats while we wait. All right. Let's see. Mixon Escu says, "Everyone watching, share Timcast videos. Got to beat those legacy media channels. Fake news. That's right. If you guys think we do a better job than CNN." And you like a news commentary show where people like Adam will wear a maga beanie, <laughs> then make sure you share the podcast. That's right. I wonder how many. Hey, thanks like- for smashing the like button, everybody. <laughs> Put the maga beanie. Let me get my close up. Let me get my close up. There, there we go. This is Ready. what you asked for. Ready this for is what you smashed. Up. Smashed for? Thank you. You smashed this. There's a like prize. Appreciate it. It yeah. is your it is your prize. Here make it is. America. You gotta get a cag beanie. Voila. Uh, Keep America great. You have one? <laughs> you do oh not. Oh my gosh, no, no way. way. <laughs> oh no. This is what I've been spouting. Oh. What is this? Oh yeah, look at this. Is it 
Make America greater. <laughs> oh, I like so, that. So, so, wait, hold on. <laughs> People are starting to send me different, uh, different hats, and I, I love it. And this, gonna, this is the one I like. Make America great. Greater. I'm going to tell you about one of the greatest trolls the Trump campaign ever pulled off. Did you know that Keep America Great was actually an anti-Trump slogan? Seriously? Yeah, so when Trump started saying, make America great again. This is what they asked for. Some anti-Trump people created a a merchandise site that said, keep America great as their slogan, and they sold t-shirts. But then, for Trump's re-election campaign, he adopted keep America great. And all of a sudden, all of those anti-Trump shirts from 2015 and 16 became pro-Trump shirts. That's amazing. Because it was Trump's slogan. Truly masterful. Yes, an amazing, amazing troll on anti-Trump. You know, I got to just say thanks because this is something that I, I was saying in, in the early days of our show about how I was like, you know, we got to we got to just make America greater, you know, and I, I really liked that a lot. Mag. And I was saying that a couple times. Someone actually made this beanie for me. Make America greater. So this oh, is wow. this is cool. That's so neat. So I, really I think, appreciate that. I think I'll make one that says something like make America just OK, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Make it just okay, I guess. Yeah. It's all right. We got a, uh, um, Bill, thanks for the pair riding on a rocket ship super chat. I really appreciate it. Let's see. Um, I don't know what that one is. Brony Ninja says, Maga Beanie time, let's go. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spin the UFO. Dude, I just, what? out of simple excitement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monster says, Maga Jesus, blah, ha, 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 love it. <laughs> Maga. Yeah, so when you put it on the first time, People started sharing pictures all over the internet. Cool. And they were like, he did it. He did it. And they were like, who did what? And they're like, look, he's wearing a MAGA beanie. And I saw some posts from people. They were like, I don't understand why that matters. And they were like, because it's the first time you put the beanie on. It's like, it's a big deal. <laughs> I have been christened. <laughs> Lauren says, meat eaters don't fashion meat to look like veggies. Stop appropriating meat. It's cultural appreciation. Did you Did you all see? Right? Meat appreciation. I can't. I, right? think- I like the taste of meat. All right. Wait, wait. I think it was KFC who did this. They created a carrot made out of meat. What, oh. what, what was it? Can really? you look, can yeah, you look, that, look up? that up? I'm really yeah. curious. That sounds yeah. disgusting. <laughs> it was, it was, I think it was KFC. Like It was a joke. Yeah. Where it was like, it's funny because everyone acts like because I'm vegan, I don't like eating meat. Like I, I like eating meat. My dad makes the best steaks. I, I don't eat meat because I live in a society that I, I don't have to kill an animal to eat. I know what nutrients I, I need, and I get those nutrients from other sources, and I feel great about it, period. But if it, if the world went sideways... And you had to live. And if I had to live, I would be out there hunting. I would probably do a lot more fishing. I used to fish a lot. It's like, I know what have I'm you, doing. Have you seen that photo of the guy with the... Uh, he's got a rifle and his dog, and then he's kneeling in front of a bunch of zucchinis. <laughs> <Yeah>. Today's haul. <laughs> yeah, today's haul. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a funny I did photo. see that. It's pretty funny. Did you find yeah, it? Yeah, it was Arby's. They made a Arby's. vegetable... Arby's Medge- made of vegetable. Vegetable. Uh, yeah. I, I used to like Arby's yeah. a lot, actually. <laughs> they have the meats, apparently. <laughs> Chris Static says, Tim, have you ever ridden a micro- motorcycle? Yes, indeed, I have. I did. I have a 1978 Vespa. Whoa. I had a moped. I, I had two mopeds when I lived in New York. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. you were trying to give me one. I'm like, meh. Yeah, because I, you know, because I had one that was uh, had no pedals on it. It was modified, so it was a kickstart. Yeah, still legally a moped, I guess. But wasn't the other one like some sort of antique or something? It didn't have like the no, frame no, no. was no. Well, what was the no, deal no. with that? One? The, the one moped I had was awesome. It was styled like an old like Triumph, you know, 1950s uh, Harley. Tri- no, it was more like a Triumph, an old Triumph. No, you're, you're talking about somebody else, man. I didn't have those. What? 
The, I saw your bikes. The I, mo- I, I stayed at your house. I know what you're you are, talking about. You are, I did not own. A, those, those are called pucks. I didn't have one. Okay. Chris had one. I guess it's I a, didn't have one. Uh, sure. The one that I had was styled to look like Wrong. an old 1950s. So the Excuse back was straight me. flat. Excuse you're, me. You're, I, I know what, what I had when I used to ride around in New York City. The other one I had was made to look like an actual motorcycle. Okay. But I didn't have one that looked like, what, what, what Triumph bikes? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have one of those. Okay. Yeah. I did not. Well, in, in my opinion, so I'm just saying. You know, you know what I realized? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't, uh, we, we, when you went to it with the head, I was like, we should have said $30,000. Nah, come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jeez. Achievable stuff. No, no, no. This is fun. This is great. 30,000 likes? We yeah, got more and than by that all now. means, by we all did. means, seriously, share this. Uh, this can, 30, I get my, can I get my close up? Yeah. Look, hey, you want to? Here, wait. Mm. He's ready Ooh. for his close up. Screenshots. <laughs> Adam was a male model. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm not kidding. Share it far and wide and hashtag Timcast IRL. Yeah, man. Do that for me. I appreciate but, it. But Adam, for, I mean, a lot of people probably don't know because they're new, but you're, I don't know if you, you don't still model. No. But you, you were a model. I just did. You just did model. I just did. So you still do that was That was free modeling <laughs> for Trump. For, for Trump. That's right. Trump 2020. <laughs> it's not even Friday yet. And we're having this much fun. Oh, man. Um, uh, well, it is tomorrow. So it's kind of like, you know, the segue into tomorrow's episode, right? Kind yeah, of. We, got, yeah, yeah. We, we have a request. Oh, oh should, I, yeah. should I read it? Uh, what do you mean? Are you, why yeah. wouldn't you? Okay. You asked for oh, it. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Where, is, where did it go? Just, <laughs> no, it just no, disappeared on gone. me. YouTube was like, no. Yeah, YouTube got rid of it. <laughs> yep. Seriously? Yeah, what was it? It's gone. Well, no, I got to find it. Oh, man. Where, where did it go? Wow, did it really just jump? It's gone. <laughs> oh, well, you're, you're happy that I didn't. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I, I have no clue what you're talking about. Someone Somebody, had a request. I oh, mean, here it is. What's wrong with that? We raised $30,000. You guys take a photo op in MAGA thongs. Oh, done. No. <laughs> uh-uh. Adam done. Signs I'll keep all up. the money then. 30, yeah. <laughs> I'll Go, tell you what. Yep, sure. Yeah. You give me 30 grand, I will absolutely model in a, a MAGA <laughs> you thong. You boys have fun. You supply the thong <laughs> and the 30 grand, done. People will people will do it. <laughs> they're going to do it. Okay. They're going to oh start gosh. a All right. Someone's going to start a Start it up. Someone's going to down. Someone's going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> raising 30 grand oh, to get man. Adam Krigler to wear a MAGA thong. I'll do a kickflip too. <laughs> oh my gosh no who did this who did this hey oh, i'm having a lot of fun today <laughs> no hey man. look at oh this oh my gosh ayuda says adam when timcast IRL started i wasn't a fan of you but i have done a complete 180 you are awesome i wish we could chat thank, thank you so much that. everybody loves adam I appreciate that thank you because he's wearing the maga beanie mm-hmm I no what no they've been saying that before the beanie went on no I'm saying well now that you're wearing the maga beanie everybody's cheering like yeah they're okay that pictures. may be true yeah. <laughs> but don't don't take it away from from who I am Tim okay it's okay. not cool it's just the cherry on top now IK says the game division is the perfect depiction of a major urban center during an outbreak and a complete societal breakdown it is it's a lot of fun it's very it's a it's a good game it is. Uh, Abel says, what does it say I trust Tim Pool, a YouTuber, more than MSM? It means that the times are a-changing. Integrity. Right there. Yes. That's what I see. Integrity. You've got it, man. You know, you know what it is, man? Uh, on Joe Rogan, Matt Taibbi, I think it was Matt Taibbi and Joe Rogan talked about, talked about this. Matt said something like, because the media has basically become... Uh, partisan, clickbait, whatever, yeah. that it's going to create a hole in the market for real news, and whoever does that will be very, very well off. 
That's what's coming next. Good for you, next. Tim. You saw the future, and you are the future. And no, thanks, I just... Thanks for, thanks, hold on, I'm not done. Thank you for bringing me onto the team, man. Oh, for sure, brother. Thank you. I'm going to be doing a big expansion. We're going to have field reporters. We're going to have fact checkers. That's the plan for now. We'll see how things play out with the election and with censorship. But the plan for now is we're getting really, really close. We are working on this game. It's a tabletop card game called Cancel Culture. We're working on it with a guy from Freedom Tunes, Seamus, you may know. So it's going to be fun. Check out his channel, Freedom Tunes, for a lot of comedy, culture war, politics. And that's going to be kind of the art style we use. The game is fun. The, the goal of the game is to cancel your opponent, and it's, it's relatively simple, but we're, that's what we're working on now. We're going to be moving into a much bigger facility, and then we've got a ton of work to do, but one of the first things I'm going to be doing, because I talked about this last year, is starting a news-slash-fact-checking organization, and we're going to rate other companies based on their violations of journalistic ethics. If we, so we're going to sample 100 stories and then you know, give them a score based on how many violations they had and, you know, per article. And that's the plan for now. We're also going to do explainer videos. If you go to my Instagram, instagram.com slash Timcast, I put up a video today about Directive 51. It's two minutes long. It's very short, but it's an animated graphic. Uh, it's like an, it's an, an animatic with voiceover explaining it. And we're going to do a bunch of this on a new channel with, uh, with you know, various news stuff. So get ready for all of that. But it is past 10. So I don't know if you wanted to give any final thoughts. Or well, anything, if, you, guys. if you go to my, I was just thinking about it. If you go to my Twitter uh, on on my whatever subject line, my bio, you can. Uh, there's my PayPal. So if you if you really want to see me in a maga thong, <laughs> I, I'm a man of my word. We're gonna Is need to go fund me to show the full amount has been reached though. Oh, okay, but, all right. Maybe should I just should I start one? You want to start a GoFundMe to model in a maga thong? I don't know. How does this thing happen? I, I don't know. I think somebody's already talking about it on Twitter, so I would worry go. about it. Uh, I'll, let, I'll just let it, let it go and see what happens. There you go. See what happens. All right, everybody. Again, share the show. And I mean this. Yes. Um, we're on all podcast platforms. You can mm-hmm. tell your little robot assistants to play us, and it, it pops mm-hmm. right up. We're on, we're on Apple and all that stuff. But when we, we're competing against basically every other podcast. We're competing against mainstream media. And they have establishment power, massive wealth, and they're going to dump hundreds of millions of dollars in ads. They're going to buy their way into any platform they want. They're going to use their connections. We don't have that. So if we're going to compete anyway, if you think we do a better job than they do, then you got to help by sharing the videos. Share the stream. Share the clips we put up every day. And that's one of the best things you can do. Also, make sure you subscribe. And uh, if most of you, I assume, have already hit the like button. But uh, hit the notification bell as well. And thank you all so much for the comments, for the super chats. We will be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. And we're going to have a jam session. Yes. That's what we do on Fridays. The MAGA flip. The MAGA oh, flip? Yeah. Sorry, that, I'm just thinking about what the kick flip would be called if I was wearing a MAGA thong. Oh, I'll invent a flip the, trick. The MAGA flip. <laughs> I will make a flip trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and just we'll talking about kick flipping in a MAGA thong. Well, there you go. The MAGA flip. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, well, there we go. I guess we'll see you guys tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next Good time. Good night, everybody. See Bye, you tomorrow. Guys. Adios. <laughs>